0: following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassi. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassi.
2: Well, this is the host of Talk with a Purpose today, but I'm not John DeMassi. I'm Seth Grossman sitting in. Uh, John had an event. Uh, He'll be back next week, Uh, but uh, he pulled me away from libertyandprosperity.com this morning. Now, this is live two-way talk. I'm going to to do the best I can to follow uh, John's uh, format. We'll have the usual suspects. I guess the only real difference that we're going to have is that uh, instead of John doing his first 15 minutes and and me doing another 15 minutes during the first half hour, you'll hear me talk about my, I, I guess, topics of concern for the first half hour. Uh, and then we'll go into the regular routine. One thing we will be doing uh, is uh, at the 10 to 10.30, 10 we'll have an interview with Tim Alexander, the Democratic opponent uh, to uh, uh, Jeff Van Drew for the Second District Congress here in South Jersey. Uh, But outside that, it should be open for them. Phone lines are open 609-407-1450. But again, I won't be taking calls uh, for the first half hours. I do my typical monologue. Now, of course, uh, every Saturday morning, libertyandprosperity.com meets at the banquet room of Sal's Coal-Fired Pizza at Groveland Avenue in Summers Point, 501 New Road in Summers Point, That meeting will be taking place as scheduled. Uh, Brian Fitzherbert, uh, Paul Klepacki, Steve Jones, and the feisty Rosemary uh, Martelli of uh, of Little Egg Harbor Township will be uh, conducting the discussion. But it will be a multitasking discussion because uh, there'll be work to be done for anyone who shows up, and we do hope that you'll show up uh, for the one hour breakfast. And that is, we have a thousand postcards inviting people to come to our Richard Summers event on September 4th in Summers Point. As you may know, Richard Summers was the American hero from Summers Point who died at the shores of Tripoli on September 4th, 1804, in America's first war against Islamic terror. And uh, the the story that... uh, That is told about him. It's far more than just the story of Richard Summers. It's also the story of the America that produced uh, people like Richard Summers and what made America great. So on September 4th at 3 in the afternoon at the Summers Point Richard Summers Memorial, which is uh, at 801 Shore Road, New Jersey Avenue and Shore Road, where the county library is. It's right across from, I guess, Charlie's Bar. Uh, But you have a giant mural uh, showing the events of the life of Richard Summers and the monument, the statue of Richard Summers and all 13 men who died on the intrepid, that fateful night in 1804. Uh, We're inviting you to that event and we're inviting you to take part in inviting others to that event because at one time Richard Summers, like so many American heroes, uh, was a household word. And still, if you drive in Pleasantville, you'll see Decatur Avenue, Tripoli Avenue, Summers Avenue, Algiers, uh, all these streets to remind us of that uh, of the heroism and greatness of America at that time. Uh, I believe you have a Tunis Avenue. I believe you have uh, in Margate. You have Decatur. Uh, it's, It's just a whole story that is no longer told. And we need your help, not just to address those postcards, but to invite your friends to share the story with your family so um, we can somehow compensate for the fact that this stuff is no longer taught at Stockton University, no longer taught in our classrooms, no longer made in Hollywood movies. It's our job to keep that oral history alive. So please be part of it. Also, we'll be doing a dramatic reading of the Richard Summers story, And so if you'd like to audition for one of those parts, please contact me, Seth Grossman, uh, at uh, the uh, office. I guess you won't remember it if you're in your car. I certainly don't want you to drive your car into a telephone pole writing down a phone number. But look us up online, libertyandprosperity.com. All the contact information is there. And finally, uh, we'd love to have a rendition of the song, our national anthem and Columbia, the Gem of the Ocean, so if you uh, would like to sing uh, that part of our program, uh, please contact us and audition for that part. So that's what's coming on uh, September 4th at 3 o'clock. And then there's a fundraising buffet to, uh, to defray our expenses right after the event, which will be held at Sal's. At Sal's rather. So uh, the Liberty and Prosperity meeting will be starting at 9.30, 9.30 to 10.30. Uh, If you have a chance to come, even if you just want to come to pick up some postcards to address and stamp, uh, we certainly need your help. Another event I'd like to announce is that uh, in order for people who believe in America, who believe America was great, who want to teach our children, our grandchildren, our nieces and nephews what made America great and what we have to do to make America great again, We have to become a majority because this is a democracy. And that means uh, building alliances, making friends, building coalitions. And uh, there's a a great group that's in the process of doing that. Uh, It's called The Last Stand. Uh, I I certainly hope it's (laughs) going to turn out to be a beginning stand. Uh, But there's an event at the New Life Assembly Church fernwood avenue in egg harbor township uh it'll be this monday august 11th at 6 p.m we need volunteers to be at the liberty and prosperity information table at that event so uh, uh, please contact us to be part of it as opposed to uh, just bickering and complaining of everything that's going wrong phone lines uh, again will open up at the bottom of the hour it's about nine minutes after 9 o'clock here on News Talk 14 n- – n- 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 well, uh, here at uh, <laughs> at 1450 at, at, at AM, uh, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, phone line 609-407-1450. Uh, I guess the um, the story that attracted my attention most this week was the raw hatred of – Woke Democrats and the media to anyone who disagrees with them in any way, and uh, if if you if you log into any uh, computer program, I happen to use Microsoft Start, so you see Bing News, MSN News, or if you see um, Google News or AOL News, they all had it had this story from a, uh, a left-wing blog called Mediaite in their uh, top headlines of the day two days ago. And it said, uh, it, was, it was an interview with James Carvell, former political consultant for Bill Clinton. And the headline was, After Cheney loss, James Carvell says the problem for the GOP is that they have really stupid and evil voters. Now, here's a laid story on a mainstream source saying that the opposition party is composed of really stupid and evil voters. And how did we get that way? Well, we know how we got that way in the last couple of weeks. We got that way because the only news that you saw... In any of the mainstream media, and when I talk about mainstream media, I'm talking about ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, NPR, New York Times, Atlantic City Press, um, Washington Post, anything that – any real daily newspaper. And it was all Trump, evil, 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 anyone who supports Trump, uh, equally evil. The only decent person in the Republican Party, Liz Cheney in Wyoming, she's virtuous, she's sincere, she does everything right. And by the Republican voters of Wyoming, rejecting Liz Cheney by such an overwhelming majority proved beyond any doubt that all Republicans are evil and stupid or evil or stupid. So that's how they set the table. And, of course, it didn't start in the last two weeks. And if you participate in our Liberty and Prosperity discussions, you'll see this is a process that really has been going on for, oh, I'm trying, about 60 or 70 years. And, ironically, we have on our – besides our libertyandprosperity.com website, we have our Liberty and Prosperity Facebook page, Liberty and Prosperity Twitter, Liberty and Prosperity on Gab. And we have a, a very interesting post that shows how the, the whole idea of demonizing anyone who opposes the woke Democrat socialist agenda in any way really started uh, with the Hollywood movies, uh, especially with the Hollywood movie uh, High Noon uh, starring Gary Cooper back in 1952. And, and then, it, if, if you, I won't go into all the movies. It's a whole topic for a different discussion. But you'll see something like uh, a movie like Norma Ray with Sally Fields in 1979. Warren Beatty with Bulworth in 1998. You'll see how those movies were featured, and they all had something in common to show how Americans were not only not heroic, not free, not free-thinking, not educated, not compassionate, not tolerant, but that we were cowardly, we we're evil, we we're stupid, and that the only people who are smart are the woke socialist Democrats who are approved by this small group. So that's uh, one thing I'd like to talk about uh, in, in detail as to why we got that way and who's responsible. A second thing is the uh, the climate bill that just passed. So basically, Uh, We have a bill that's called the Anti-Inflation Act spending hundreds of billions of dollars to force us to produce wind turbines that do not produce energy, uh, electric cars that are very expensive, that constantly break down, that constantly run out of power, that don't save any energy at all because as we all know – Electric cars don't produce power like an internal combustion engine of a car does. They store power that has to be produced somewhere else. And where is that power going to come from if the Democrats said we can't have nuclear reactors, which is, by the way, the cheapest, most reliable way to produce energy? We can't have coal. We can't have oil. We can't have natural gas. So we're going to run an entire industrial economy on breezes and sunshine. During the half a day that the sun shines, and of course if there are no clouds coming by, and I've I've talked endlessly about the, uh, how, the, number one, climate change is not a man-made crisis. The Earth has been getting warmer since the last ice age. And there are so many things that affect the climate. Uh, that's number one. And, and number two, uh, the only people asked to have green energy are Americans and people in Western Europe. The so-called socialist countries of Russia and China uh, and India, they're burning more coal than ever. So this is all a scam to make Americans weak, divided, and broke. So how is it that Congress suddenly made this – This anti-inflation bill, which really has nothing to do with inflation, everything about uh, promoting this destructive and uh, impoverishing uh, green energy or climate change agenda. And what, what amazes me is that everybody seems surprised that this happened. And people are actually still saying, oh, this is so stupid. This isn't reducing inflation. This has nothing to do with inflation. And it does show how meticulous the Democrats are in preparing their agenda, because I knew this would happen. I'll tell you how I knew it would happen. Back about a year and a half ago, uh, I was driving this rental car from uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, you know, through the Everglades to West Palm Beach on the most desolate two-lane road that I, I think I've been in my, on in my entire life. And I couldn't pick up a single radio station other than NPR. So for about 30 or 40 minutes, driving through this godforsaken swamp in the middle of South Florida, a year and a half ago, I was listening to the NPR science editor interviewing the science reporter for the New York Times. This is about a year and a half ago. And they were explaining how they were going to pass this legislation that would fundamentally transform uh, America by getting rid of all gasoline, all oil, all coal, all automobiles, all buses and basically make us dependent on this uh, expensive uh, – and, it and it's expensive because it doesn't work. It's really a sham energy. Because every time you spend a billion dollars on wind turbines that don't produce the energy that you need when you need it, because green energy cannot be stored, you have to burn fossil fuels anyway. So you're not saving the environment. You're not saving money. You're just creating this engine of corruption. And who in their right mind would be for this? So anyway, as I'm driving this two-lane highway in the middle of the swamp a year and a half ago, the science editor for the New York Times explained exactly how they were going to do it. They said, well, first of all, uh, we know our obstacle is Joe Manchin of West Virginia. So what we're going to do, we're going to offer Joe Manchin a carrot and a stick. And this is a year and a half ago. And we're going to make it impossible for him to stand in the way. We're going to buy off every group that supports Joe Manchin. We're going to buy off every coal miner in West Virginia if we have to. We're going to buy off the, the unions for the coal, coal miner workers. Uh, we're going you know, to give him every grant he needs politically in West Virginia to survive. And we're also going to destroy him politically if he, uh, if he doesn't go along. We're going to show corruption in his uh, uh, in his business dealings. We're going to show his conflict of interest uh, with uh, w- w- with with what he has in coal mining interest and his investments. In other words, we're going to do to Joe Manchin what we are doing to Donald Trump. So it, it reminds me of what the drug cartels do, uh, the Mexican cartels, when they say uh, when they want something from somebody, they offer them. Plomo or Plata. Plomo means lead. If you don't do what we tell you, we'll shoot you. But if you do follow our instructions, you'll be very rich. The Plata means silver. So they basically – this is a year and a half ago. The New York Times reporter explaining in detail how they were going to destroy Joe Manchin if he didn't flip and go with the green agenda and how they were going to pay him off and all his constituents if he did go along. And then the uh, reporter was saying, well, or the uh, NPR interviewer was going to say, well, how are people going to support something that's going to destroy their lifestyle, make gasoline unaffordable, uh, make it impossible for them to visit friends and do business on their automobile? And the New York Times reporter said, well, it's very simple. We're going to scare everybody for the next year and a half. We're going to take every – bad weather every fire every flood every bad storm and we're going to blame it on climate change and in particular we're going to show how climate change is hurting most democrat constituents such as women such as blacks such as minorities and 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 basically the new york times reporter said it's going to take us a year and a half but there's no doubt in my mind that uh within a year and a half, we will see this radical leftist climate change agenda again by uh, making Joe Manchin an offer he couldn't refuse, great wealth and prestige if he goes along, total political destruction, and possibly even criminal investigations if he didn't go along, and scaring women, blacks, minorities, uh, and everybody into thinking that if we don't Uh, flush this $400 billion down the toilet on the screen energy, we will be uh, causing fires and floods and hurricanes and tornadoes and every piece of bad weather will be uh, blamed on whoever opposes us. Anyway, it's 22 minutes after 9 o'clock here on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, uh, 1450 AM. So that's the the basic uh, issues on my mind, which if I were... Uh, John Demassey, I probably (laughs) would bring up those issues. And now I'm going to say let's go to Seth Grossman to get a Liberty and Prosperity view of of these issues. And what I do is I – something that we've been talking about for months at libertyandprosperity.com and that is who is driving this? Who is driving this agenda? Why is it um, so necessary to open up our borders and let in all these immigrants? Why is it so necessary to ram through these climate bills that weaken and destroy us? Why is it necessary to have this barrage of hate? It's not enough to say in American politics anymore, oh, you're mistaken. If you knew the facts, you'd be correct. Um, let's talk about this. This is what Americans did for 400 years. But no, if somebody disagrees with you, you're evil, you're selfish, you're racist. I have to destroy you. Uh, that is what's tearing this country apart. So who is driving all that? And there's a very pretty simple ex- explanation for this, uh, which nobody wants to talk about, and it's communist. But you can't even talk about who communists are or what they do without defining the terms. If I would go to Stockton University today, uh, the idiot professors would say, Grossman, you and your people are so ignorant – you know what a communist is? A communist is someone who believes in that the government owns everything, uh, that that everybody has collective farms. You don't own a house; everything is run by the government. Nobody in America believes that. So, what's this crazy talk about communists? But the truth is, uh, you know, communists are very real. Uh, they are a very small minority in this country. But the key thing to understand is that. Communists are members of an organization. They work together. They think together. They have an agenda. uh, They believe they're entitled to do what they do. And they are very, very similar to the mafia. So if if you would ask me, well, who are the communists? Well, I don't know who the communists are because I don't know who's in the mafia. It's an organization that is very, very secretive. And you just don't get into the organization by joining. it. If you say, I want to join the Communist Party, where do I sign up? You can't. You have to be invited to join, just like you can join the mafia. You have to be invited to join. And you don't get invited to join unless you do something that entitles you to join. You make yourself a made man by doing something that proves your loyalty and talent to the organization. So how do we know this organization exists? Well, we know because once in a while you have people quit. They, they switch sides. They're called defectors. The best known was a guy called Yuri Bezmenov, B-E-Z-M-E-N-O-V, and you could learn about him by going to our Liberty and Prosperity website. But you've had others. Uh, you had a guy called uh, Lev, uh, and I, I'm just Leshenko. I, I don't know if I have his name right. But it's all listed on our libertyandprosperity.com website. Um, And the second way we know is that when a lot of these communists die, and there's a guy called Trevor Loudon from New Zealand who did a lot of research on this. And he came and spoke to a group several times. These old communists, they think they're doing such wonderful work that when they die, they donate all of their papers to public libraries. And you could actually read everything they did during their lifetime, and it's fascinating reading. And if you look up or Google Trevor Loudon, L-O-U-D-O-N, from New Zealand, now he lives in Pennsylvania, Uh, he tells the whole story. But the third way of knowing is just looking around you. Uh, Here you had America, proud, great, confident, free for 400 years. Suddenly in 50 years, everything falls apart. And you could put your finger on exactly when everything started to fall apart. Happened November 22nd, 1963. John F. Kennedy assassinated. He's murdered. Martin Luther King is murdered. Uh, his, uh, Robert Kennedy is murdered between 1963 and 1968. Uh, we change our immigration laws. Uh, suddenly, uh, the civil rights movement became... Uh, Change from Martin Luther King, judge people uh, by the content of their character, not by their color of their skin. That changes to black power almost instantly. Uh, Black American civil rights movement embraces socialism where it's not being free to achieve like every other American. It becomes uh, affirmative action, then diversity, uh, and then all sorts of things we're dealing with right now where people are judged not by their character, not by their achievement, but how much raw political power they have. So anyway, it's uh, 928, and this is about the time when uh, John Demassey was saying, well, thank you very much, Seth Grossman. Don't you have to be running along to your meeting now? So uh, following the uh, John Demassey format, I'm going to pretend I'm going to the meeting, but I'm not because we're going to have Brian Fitzherbert, uh, Paul Klepacki, Steve Jones, and... Uh, Marie uh, uh, Rosemary Martelli running the meeting. And again, this is a working meeting of com going on at Sal's Cafe, 501 uh, New Road in Summers Point. Uh, we have a 1,000 postcards inviting people to our September 4th Richard Summers event. We have to put labels on them to update the information about the fundraiser and the new time, 3 o'clock. Uh, we have to put the addresses and the stamps so it's about an hour's worth of work. So let's see if you can talk about the issues of the day while at the same time uh, sticking on labels and stamps. Uh, it's a great multitasking, uh, uh, I guess, uh, challenge if you like to go. All right, so tell me, uh, Chris, what do I do now? Do I, take, do I take a break and then we'll take phone calls and they order that, they, they, that I see them here. Matt of uh, Atlantic City, John of Ocean City, Bob of Cape May, Craig of Northfield.
3: We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better, because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and and experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.
0: The Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial will be unveiled in Atlantic City sometime in the near future. The memorial will be located in O'Donnell Park in Atlantic City in close proximity to both the World War I Memorial and Stockton University. Bernie Friedenberg, a Silver Star recipient for his heroism on Omaha Beach on D-Day, will be honored with this memorial. In fact, the memorial will be unveiled on D-Day, June 6, 2023. Donations for this worthwhile cause are now being accepted. For more information or to donate, contact Bernie Friedenberg World War II Memorial, P.O. Box 652, Brigantine, New Jersey, 08203. Or you can donate online at berniefriedenbergworldwar2memorial.com.
2: Oh, is this my cue? And this is Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMasi here on WBP, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is uh, Talk with a Purpose. Lines are open, 609-407-1450. And the first call is Matt of Atlantic City. Matt, you there?
4: Yeah, good, good morning, Seth. How are you? Doing fine. little
2: nervous, but doing okay. fine. I could, Doing a 15-minute shtick is very easy. Doing a three-hour show, uh, not so much.
4: Go ahead. I get it. You're, you're doing fine. Hey, listen. Uh, I was going to talk about something else, but you, your opening monologue uh, jogged my memory here a little bit. Now, you said about electric cars. Okay. Yes. Now, if your car right now, um, you, you drive a gas automobile, I, I would imagine, right? Yep. Like, right, if you break down on the side of the road, what comes to get you? Tow truck. Have they invented an electric tow truck yet?
2: <laughs> I'm sure they will. I mean, if you spend enough money, you can make an electric anything.
4: All right. Are yeah, uh, they going to make an electric airplane? Or are they going to make uh, an electric
2: that, uh, shipping container? Of course they will. And you uh, know why they will? Because if everything is electric uh, in America, that means whoever controls the electric power plant controls everybody. They could make everybody stop doing what they're doing in America just by flicking a one little switch, right? Uh, I, I remember when I was in college. One of the things that that the the liberals and the socialists all complained about America. Everybody had a car. People could go where they wanted when they felt like going. They could live in the suburbs. They could live in the country. They could get to work. America had all this freedom, unlike in Europe, where if you didn't, you know, you had to take a bus, you had to take a, a train, you had to be controlled so this is all about control it has nothing to do with the environment Matt
4: I, I get it but what makes you electric how do you make you electric what well, point makes you electric
2: well well of course yeah uh, th- that's another thing they don't Not teach so our kids they don't teach our kids in school anymore is that nobody produces electric electricity is just you change energy from one form to another so so you can't turn the wheel of a car Unless something is turning the wheel of a generator somewhere, and you can't depend on the wind because the wind stops, you can't depend on the sun because we have this thing called night. <laughs> we also have something called clouds, uh, and, right. and and green energy can't be stored. So the minute the cloud goes by, the wind, you know, the uh, the electricity stops coming. So you need to instantly crank up something that's either burning a fossil fuel or burning nuclear fuel. But the point is, if you're you're having stuff that's burning fossil fuel or nuclear fuel anyway, what's the point of building a whole duplicate system that produces energy once in a while, mostly when you don't need it? Uh, it, It's really evil. Talk about evil and corrupt or stupid. I mean, there's nothing more stupid or evil than the whole idea of green energy.
4: Uh, I agree 100 percent. Hey, can I sing out something to John Demassey real quick? Sure. Did I miss him. Sure. Yeah, I just want to tell him because I think he called out because I was going to do this to him anyway today. <laughs> meet the Mets, meet the Mets. Step right up and meet the Mets. All right, thanks there, for the there time you go. Thing. And
2: thanks for the memory. Oh, by the way, before I take my next call, I just want to mention. You know, everybody has their shtick when they do these uh, talk radio programs. So I want to announce my shtick now. Uh, I like to do one call from one person on one topic for one show. So I know that John, you know, has people call back or people have callers, uh, you know, go from one topic to another. But to just keep the movement going, uh, if you call in once, that's it for the show. Uh, So please, uh, you know, make sure you talk about your most important point. And when you do get on, let's talk about your most important point, not jump from one topic to the other, because that way we don't let uh, others have a chance. Let's go to John of Ocean City. John, you're on the air. Welcome to the program.
5: Good morning. Yeah, well, 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 we have billions of barrels of natural gas coming down the Keystone XL pipeline, which can be very easily converted into high octane. Right, they want to bankrupt the coal industry. That sounds idiotic and stupid, doesn't it? And it's the socialist, progressive Dems that are behind, them, not the Republicans.
2: Well, I wouldn't See, use, I I use coal. St- but, but I do disagree with one thing. I do not call these people stupid. They know exactly what they want to do, because they're certainly not doing oh. green energy in China. They're not doing it in Russia. They're not doing it in India. Right? The but people who the want the people the, yeah. pe- the people who want to destroy us. Uh, are are are, do, are doing this to us but not to them i'm sorry go ahead john
5: no 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 that's correct that's the evil half of it the stupid half of it is those who vote them idiots in i know those i'm sorry those diabolically clever guys in yeah yeah and women too um yeah now i heard that is ratcheting up coal uh production because they don't want to be dependent on uh, russian natural gas for their electricity and also those brics countries russia India and China, they're not going to go green. Now, from the Leviathan vein off of the coast of Israel all the way to the Black Sea, there's trillions of gallons of black gold there, man. Trillions of, they're not going to go green. So it's idiotic, of course. Now, I heard something real positive, and, yes, I got it from the Internet, so take it for what it's worth. This is a farmer's report. Spring wheat will be up next year 52%. Um, let's see, no, 20%. Winter wheat will be up 52%. Durham wheat will be up 107 percent. Barley will be up 39 percent. And oats are going to be up 32 percent. So somebody's lying to us up in here. Yeah. You know, we, we have this friggin' un, Yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. Thanks.
2: All right. Listen, John, thanks so much for those thoughts. All right. Uh, phone lines are open on WPG. Talk radio with a purpose. Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMassi. uh Phone line 609-407-1450. Bob of Cape May. Bob, you're on the air. Welcome to the program.
6: Hey Seth, I, you know, before I get to my topic, I just want to, want the listeners to know that, that liberty and prosperity and, and Seth Grossman in particular, if, if, the new jersey if we were lucky enough in new jersey to have ever elected you to two terms in office we would be rivaling the great free state of florida in terms of our our freedoms in this in this state and her economic performance but you know
2: Uh, and by the the, by the way you're lucky and i do admire ron desantis i mean in so many ways uh he is not reacting to problems he's proactive he's playing chess he's making moves into the future And, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into the whole, you know, Trump DeSantis thing, but it just reminds me, I'll talk about the godfather. Uh, Who is, who would be better at running the family? You know, Sonny Santino or Michael? You know, Santino was was loyal to the family. He meant well. Uh, He was smart. He had good street sense, but he just was impulsive. He didn't think things through and he ended up getting himself and a bunch of people in the family killed. As opposed to Michael Corleone, who uh, and I hate to to use that analogy of the you know the Godfather to politics, but a lot of people said the dynamics of politics uh, if you want to know about politics, you know read the Godfather, see the movies and and, and that 's what you 're lucky in, in Florida. You have a guy who uh, who not just wants to do the right thing but he 's systematic and he attracts the best and brightest people, and he attracts people who, who'll tell him. He's wrong if he's wrong. So that's what I admire about your governor. So uh, you, <laughs> I'll just keep quiet because I think I'm already in trouble mm-hmm. with some members of my group, but I just couldn't resist, Bob.
6: Uh, <clears throat> completely correct, Seth. The, uh, you know, the, the, the issue that I want to bring up really deals with Governor DeSantis and, and former President Trump. And, and the, the, the real problem that we're confronting, Seth, it, it's, you can see it in this election cycle, is that we, we the, the establishment Republican Party in, in the form of Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, they would rather we lose or, or just have a slight win in these midterm elections. Uh, they don't really care if they win a Senate or not. They just want to stay in power. And, and, you know, Seth, we, locally we, we've seen the same thing here in your campaigns. I've, I have seen the, the Republican establishment in New Jersey undermine your campaigns, your various campaigns. You, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. And, and you know, the, we, we should be having a wave election, no doubt about it. But Republican candidates, particularly the troublesome ones for McConnell, like Blake Masters, like J.D. Vance, uh, like Joe Kent in, out in Washington State, they would rather not deal with with thorns in their sides. You know, the, 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 you, 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 the fundraising is we're losing the fundraising by 5 to 1, 8 to 1, 15 to 1. And, you know, again, we... we they do not want to nationalize this campaign like like Newt Gingrich did in 1994. There is so much to run on. The Democrat Party is the party of open borders, the party of, of going easy on crime. Soros DAs, where are there, stealing is now permissible. Assault in these big cities is permissible. Uh, you know, there there is so much we can run on again, uh, you know, that... It, you know the the open borders. You know again, it's undermining this country to the benefit of of corporate interest, corporate interest. The, the as I said, the uniparty, and to most of all, to the CCP, the Communist Party of China. And and just as you mentioned, you know, going with green energy, we're, we will be totally dependent on the communist Chinese. For, our green, for, for our, our green energy.
2: Which, do, for, which doesn't even produce cows. anything. Uh, and Bob, I just one thing I, I want to add. And, and the Democrats aren't stupid either. And there's no doubt in my mind that the, the Democrats know that they have really beat up Trump so bad during the past five years that they basically turned him into kryptonite for maybe 50 to 55 percent of the country. And so they know that by keeping Donald Trump on the front headlines – Day after day after day after day, that is distracting any Republican, even if the Republicans wanted to, from bringing up the real issues that count: the immigration, the inflation, the out-of-control spending, the the uh, you know the crime, the out-of-control crime. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So it's 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 uh, it's like a two or three-dimensional game where it's, where even if the Republicans were doing their best to make this a national campaign. The Democrats and their media have been very successful in getting all that stuff off the front page or off the headlines and putting Donald Trump front and center of every story every day. I, I, I don't think that's an accident that they're doing this. But uh, that's just my thought. All oh, right, Bob, any final? No, was, uh, th- yeah. All right.
6: Well, no, of course not, Seth. But But again... Again, you know, I think they did the same thing. And again, there was no there was no boogeyman. There was no Trump to vilify. However, you know, look, it's absolutely clear to me that with all the ammunition we have, with the disgust that that 60, 70 percent of all Americans feel for Joe Biden and his Democrat cronies. Why are they not doing more? Well, it's obvious they don't want to do more. They really don 't want to do more yeah well so, or, or maybe a- i think it 's up to us it 's up to us to to write checks and and you know seth i, I look we 're in a war, and i, I again i 'm going to uh, liberty and prosperity is a great organization. We need to contribute to that here locally in New Jersey, but you know we need to actually start supporting our these these america first candidates. With our checks, we absolutely need to do that. Give them a fighting chance, so they don't get buried.
2: I, I agree, a hundred percent. Okay, Bob, uh, thanks so much for the call. And it's nine forty-four. Is it time for a break now? Is it? Is, uh, when, when's it time for for me to say how much I enjoy uh, BF Mazio, uh fruit? Uh, well, why, why, can't I say anything about BF Mazio? About uh, you know one of the reasons why they, of course, if, if there's a a good occasion, a bad occasion, it's always that, that BF Mazio fruit basket that is better than any uh, other that I've seen in the area. And when you go into BF Mazio, they're in, um, in a New Road in Northfield. I forget the address. You'll tell me that detail. But the interesting thing that makes BF Mazio different from most stores, most stores you'll see like a crowded parking lot. And a truck will make deliveries maybe once or twice a day or something to bring the stuff in. You go to BF Mazio. The loading dock of trucks going back and forth is, is just constant because they're constantly bringing the finest fruits and, uh, and, and delicacies to, to all the fanciest restaurants and casinos in Atlantic City. So you really have a chance to, to get the same stuff that the fanciest restaurants in Atlantic City are getting. And you see that because you see the delivery trucks going out in and out in the back door while you're going in the front door. All right, That's, that's all I have to say. What do you have to say about BF Mazio? <laughs> I
7: got it. Good there.
2: Oh, it's plenty
7: When it
8: comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. we could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called "The Heart of Your Money: Inspiration for Financial Wellness." In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovic at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-171. 856-751-1771. 856 751 1771. 856 751 1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated
0: company. Here's a great way to save money on your food bills. Join BF Mazio's text messaging group. You'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money. BF Mazio asks you to text the word JOIN to 609-853-5666. That's 609-853-5666. BF Mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. This week, Jersey white peaches and Jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly cloudy skies expected for today. We'll see a daytime high of 87. Tonight will be humid with increasing clouds at a low of 66. Tomorrow will be humid with times of clouds and sun. Tomorrow's high 84. Tomorrow night overcast. Couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Humid with a low of 68. Mostly cloudy Monday. Humid. Couple of thunderstorms and a high of 80. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
2: And this is Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMassi on WPG Talk Radio uh, 95.5 FM. Phone lines open uh, 609-407-1450. This is Talk with a Purpose without John DeMasi. Uh Let's go to Craig of Northfield. Welcome to the program.
9: Well, good morning, Seth. Good morning, Craig. And thank you for uh, uh, wetting my chops there. My tongue is licking my lips. <laughs> yes. Yeah, got my fangs hanging out, as you mentioned, Michael Corleone. As an Italian, I like to follow up on that little little last statement on, on that. Okay. But uh, the reason I called was, Seth, was Steele dossier, the Mueller case, impeachment one, impeachment two, okay? And then we had the leader of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, being si- silent. So... You know, I'm listening to you about Donald J. Trump, and, 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 you know, we had a raid the other day. And, you know, uh, and and I'm listening to you uh, compare him to uh, the, the roughneck to Michael Corleone. But see, like anything else, before Michael was his father and before everybody understood who was in charge and how everything was going to run, people had to get roughed up a little bit and be told how it's going to work. So, you know, it, you know, it, it's easy to say, look at Michael and look at Mr. DeSantis down there in Florida. But uh, Mr. DeSantis didn't have the IRS coming after him. He didn't have his house raided. He didn't have impeachment one. He didn't have somebody telling them that they're, they're you know, that uh, Donald Trump was uh, enjoying golden showers with um, two prostitutes up in uh, Russia. I mean, DeSantis didn't have his uh, tower, uh, what do you call that, uh, bugged. where they were spying on him with the listening devices? Am I correct there, Seth? Well, uh,
2: yes and no. They did go after Ron DeSantis with a lot of the dirty stuff that they did against Trump, and DeSantis was able to deflect it instead of tie into it. Really?
9: They spied on his – No, they didn't on spy on him. him. No, no, I mean, they no. actually no, put listening no, devices no, on him?
2: No, no, they didn't go that far, but – They
9: raid his house. Did they raid his
2: house? No, I'm not going to go into uh, what okay. could, could have been done. But uh, you know, at some point, at some point, if you know, we we were supposed to have a red wave coming. If the red wave fizzles out, and and uh, Maimon Oz goes down in flames, and all the people that Trump pushed in go down in flames, and we have uh, Democrat majorities again, uh, are you going to stay? You know, just a question. How long will you stay with someone who is not getting a majority of people behind them? I mean, that's an issue that we'll have well, to deal with sooner or uh, later.
9: Let me, let me, that's a great question. Let me ask you a question right now. It appears that, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump is is the leader. How long are you going to stay? OK, not supporting the person. Are
2: you Trump. are you are you telling me that if an election were held today? Uh, between uh, Donald Trump and any Democrat, do you think Donald Trump would win that election today?
9: Uh, right now, I do believe that that he would win that election
2: All right. today. Well, that's what the, well, that's the zillion dollar question, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, I n- that is- because and that's really the go only ahead. question. The only question is who is the candidate most likely to beat whoever the Democrats put up in 2024. Um because as much as it's unfair what they did to him, yeah, you know, in other words basically they whacked they whacked Donald Trump in 5 years they whacked him. They uh they did all this dirty stuff and and they they turned him into kryptonite in many ways for many voters. Question is, can he undo that? Can he do or say anything to undo that damage in time? That's the zillion dollar question now now obviously, if Donald Trump is a nominee, I'm going to support him any way I can, because obviously he'd be better than any Democrat. but uh is is he the best one, or can he be the best one? And that's a question we have to have some honest conversation
9: with each other. Uh, that's all. Seth, I, I will say this to you if and then, and I, I, I do hear you very clearly. And if the Democratic Party and uh, the, the Department of Justice gets their way with uh, Joe Biden, the way it appears, because, you know, I mean, you know, what bothers me the most is he you're talking about the the, you know, with Donald Trump, Jay Trump win. But you know what? If this was done to a Democrat,
2: so you know, no, no, it's, it's, it's not Trump fair. Right. And I'm not saying it's fair, but but okay, it's okay. reality. They so, have the, the, the Trump media. Trump they have the Republicans. Yeah. yeah. So, so you
9: understand. But, but I want just want to finish my statement here for a second. Yeah, I'm. I'm, 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 I, I'm having. I'm having Chris
2: wait, wave at me. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Wrap up in a in a minute. That's
9: mm-hmm. the problem with Republicans, though, and you've you've witnessed that and felt that that they, they, when they don't get their person that's embedded into everything, they always you know switch right away. And you've you you felt that pain. They yeah. didn't support you because you were too conservative. And I'll I'll leave you with that for the day.
2: All right, and and thank you very much, uh, Craig of Northfield. All right, Chris, do we break now? Okay, we'll be – and then we have about two minutes to come back uh, for one more call. And that's David of California who's next when we come back.
0: Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusOfAtlanticCity.com
10: East
0: Coast roofing
11: and
10: siding
11: Hi, I'm Larry Steiler. And I'm Sean Steiler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF, Masterly Contractor Status, provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our CertainTeed 5-Star Contractor Status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at EastCoastRoofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East Coast
10: Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home.
2: Well, this is Seth Grossman sitting in for John Demasi, and we're a little bit squeezed for time right now. Just want to announce that the Last Stand uh, coalition of various conservative groups trying to build a majority will be at the uh, New Life Assembly Church, Fernwood Drive, Egg Harbor Township, Monday from 6 o'clock to 8.30. Liberty and Prosperity will have a table at that event. If you want to help us staff that table, please contact me or the organization Uh, Through our website Uh, Then at 10 o'clock, just a few minutes We're going to be having uh, uh, An interview with Tim Alexander The Democrat candidate for Congress uh, Running against uh, Jeff Andrew In the 2nd district that includes most of South Jersey Now let's get to David of California Welcome to the program
12: Oh yeah, how are you Seth? Um, Your Liberty and Prosperity group Are are you tied to uh, uh, What was it? There's a Coke. Uh, oh, the Koch brothers.
2: Um, no, that's that's. Uh, yeah. uh, that's Americans for yeah. press. Now, I, I, we tried to get money from him for 10 years. We didn't get a dime.
12: Yeah, he is a cheap bastard. And, you know, he wants <laughs> everybody else to pay for him. Uh, if you're familiar with the Kochs, they, uh, they're huge into mining. They're huge into... Can you paper. talk about uh,
2: issues, David? David, talk about issues instead of bashing personalities. I mean, I know... That's what well, Democrats the like the to polluters,
12: do. Polluters, are a real problem in America. Right?
2: And like right. me, like well, me, no, I'm no, I'm no. breathing right now, and I'm breathing out carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. Does that make me a polluter?
12: So, do you take personal responsibility for putting cancer in uh, into uh, Americans?
2: No, no, no. Do no. Do Car- carbon into, di- carbon to- dioxide does not cause cancer. Uh, Carbon dioxide is as a life-giving gas that plants, green plants, need carbon dioxide Mm -hmm. to live. Try again, David.
12: Benzene into paper products.
2: We've had laws against that. Yeah, Nixon. Yeah, Nixon made all that stuff illegal with the EPA in 1972. Right now, the war is against carbon dioxide. A greenhouse gas that I am breathing out right now as I speak with
12: you. You're him. such a liar. You, I mean, what kind of a lie? <laughs> you, you're, you're, putting, you're pretending that ne- cancer clusters are not a problem in America? We
2: have the cleanest air in that- the world, by the way. But the only thing that the war is against, this green energy war, is against carbon dioxide. The gas I am now breathing out and these green plants across the hole is breathing in. Anything else you got, David?
12: Okay, so... So when you uh, we're talking about the godfather and managing American government like the godfather, I mean, that's that's why you are uh, you and the Republicans and the libertarians are going to lose this year. David because Livingston you don't da- care about America. You're uh-huh. a bunch of lazy bureaucrats. The GOP this year. Uh, last year for the last 5 years the GOP the Republicans in the Senate specifically have refused to improve America they All right you, and you, Dave of
2: California job. you get the last word in and but don't worry we have another democrat who should be calling in uh, Tim Alexander a uh, candidate for Congress uh, running in the, against Jeff Andrew in this uh, district so Thanks for the call, Dave. We got a break for some news, and we'll be uh, continuing with uh, uh, talk with a purpose, but without John Tomassi, Seth Grossman sitting in for this session.
1: Ninety-five point five FM and fourteen fifty AM, WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD three Millville, a Town Square Media station. 9.5. The following program
0: is paid for and presented by John DeMassi. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or Station Advertisers.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk With a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk With a Purpose, John DeMassi.
2: This is Seth Grossman sitting in for uh, John DeMassi on Talk With a Purpose. And uh, we will not be taking calls for the next 30 minutes because we have a guest. We have Tim Alexander, a Democratic candidate for Congress uh, for the 2nd District, which includes most of South Jersey. um, And his opponent, of course, Republican uh, uh, Jeff Van Drew. And this is like an only in Atlantic City moment because here I am guest hosting. It was supposed to be John DeMassey doing this interview and by coincidence, I'm the guest host, Seth Grossman, uh, and I was a candidate for Congress as a Republican running four years ago when Jeff Andrew was a Democrat. And so here we, uh, we are, and of course this district uh, is I think one of the biggest congressional districts in America size-wise because we are so sparsely populated. District goes all the way up to Manahawken, uh, up the, the, the parkway. Uh, and then it goes uh, along the whole coast down to Cape May and then goes over and includes uh, right up in Gloucester County, right by the Delaware Memorial Bridge. So that's the district. The election, of course, is, uh, what, about 80 days away, uh, almost here at the midterm elections. And Tim Alexander, you're on the air. Can- good morning. Good morning. Uh, can you hear me? So I guess the, f- the first thing. I can hear you fine. Okay, very good. So uh, as you know, you're talking to a mostly conservative audience, uh, and um, you know, the, uh, the, the time is yours. I, I suppose uh, if you could begin by just talking a little bit, uh, all I know from your, your, from your biography is you were born in Newark, but you spent the last 30 days here. Could you just give us a little uh, explanation as to what brought you here and, and what you've been doing for the past 30 years and, and why you want to be a candidate for uh, Congress? or why you want to be in Congress.
5: Sure. Sure,
13: I'm, I'm, I actually moved to uh, South Jersey in 1979, so a little bit more than 30 years. I am, um, uh, you're right, I was born in North Jersey. I lived in a couple other areas of the state. I uh, came to South Jersey. My parents separated, my mother lived in Vineland. I came to Vineland to uh, go to high school. I'm a graduate of Vineland High, uh, class of 84. And uh, a couple of years after that, I met and married my wife and we've lived in um, various parts of CD two, um, the most part, most of which was have been in Galloway Township for, ooh, I guess, uh, close to thirty years, where we raised our um, our three children. They're all adults now, and um, you know that's that's pretty much how I ended up in this, this area. As far as my career and my background, I started at 18 years of age, attempting to become a New Jersey State Trooper, actually. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't make it through my first class. And while I was waiting to go back, I was actually, um, and this is the very definition of irony, a victim of uh, um, police brutality. But instead of um, walking away from the career with the encouragement of my grandfather, I actually pursued it. And I continued to pursue it uh, after I cleared my name, of course. And... Um, I became a police officer. I served uh, 27 years in law enforcement, 23 of which right here in Atlantic County with the uh, prosecutor's office. I retired as a captain of detectives and having earned um, a law degree along the way of my career. I um, retired on a Friday and the following Monday started as assistant district attorney for the city of Philadelphia where I prosecuted cases for about three and a half years. And from there, I went over to the law department and I defended the city, uh, in civil rights matters, uh, before coming back to, uh, Atlanta County for employment purposes. I never, never left. I had an apartment in Philly, um, where I, uh, continued to do, uh, civil rights and employment discrimination matters. So that's my career. As far as wanting to, um, run for Congress, <clears throat> my reasoning for staying with law enforcement after I was a victim of, uh, the incident that happened to me was again, because of my grandfather who taught me that if I really want to make change, I have to do it from within. And so when I saw that there was uh, significant problems, uh, one with law enforcement, a uh, profession that I enjoyed for 27 years, a profession that my daughter followed my footsteps in and became a police officer, uh, it bothered it me so bad that I had to, to do something. So I wrote a training reform outline, configuring that through um, attrition, we can educate our new officers and uh, start getting rid of some of those dysfunctional norms that we saw around the country, particularly with Derek Chauvin murdering George Floyd. So I submitted that out. I didn't get a whole lot of responses back. So I said, well, I got to figure out what I can do to to make this change, listening to my grandfather's words. And so um, getting into politics was the answer. But I knew that, you know, that issue was passionate to me as a former law enforcement officer, but it wouldn't probably resonate with a lot of people and i wanted to see what else we can do and it really became surprising to me to learn that we as one of the most highly taxed per capita in the nation receive the very least amount of federal dollars and so i started doing my research putting things together and realized that not only do we receive the least amount of money
2: all right so so let me let me let me let me uh, uh, tell, let me just pause because in, in radio one, one of the things i learned is that uh uh, people are in their cars. People uh, are, are going in and out. So every ten or fifteen minutes, you have a new audience. So let me just remind everybody I'm talking okay. to: Tim Alexander, Democratic candidate for Congress in the second district, which runs from uh, um, from I guess Manahawk and down to Cape May along the Atlantic coast, and then goes all the way over to the Delaware Memorial Bridge. Includes uh, Cumberland County, Atlantic County, Gloucester County, Salem County. You know, and a lot of places. Uh, a big chunk of Ocean County. Uh, as well so i just want to uh repeat that so uh so 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 just one thing because you do put it on your website so it's a very obviously an important issue to you uh how old were you when you had that incident with the police that in in a way you say changed your life
13: sure so i was 18 when i went into the police academy i was 19 when i uh became a victim of police brutality
2: and and what exactly happened because in one uh i guess explanation uh uh, you were targeted. You were profiled, racially profiled. Another, you said it was a case of mistaken identity. What exactly happened, and 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 what did it take to uh, to, to clear your name and and actually get back to wanting to be part of law enforcement?
13: So, sure. Let me let me talk about it in detail. It was, the year was 1985, as I indicated. I was uh, in the police academy. Um, when I uh, failed a critical exam, I had to recycle. And while I was waiting to go back, unregrettably, my father passed away. So that brought me to Newark because as you recall, I was living in South Jersey. I was in Newark trying to help my grandparents make arrangements for my father's funeral when actually I just dropped them off from coming, coming back from the funeral parlor when um, I saw a, um, old beat up Chevy Nova coming up the street kind of slowly and it, it didn't trigger right away because, you know, my mind was elsewhere that I could be in danger of potential carjacking. Nevertheless, I, um, by the time I started the engine to, to head home, um, the car kind of had me, not blocked in, but they were they were stopped looking past me into um, a housing project um, across the street from where my grandparents live. And so I kind of blew the horn like, hey, you know, I got to get out. And with that, uh, three gentlemen, um, again, these guys were on the cover, beards, bandanas, the whole nine yards. Um, one of them had a gun in his hand. So when I got out of the car and I saw that, I put my car in reverse. As I was backing up, the one with the gun shot, and the bullet missed me, went to the back seat of the car. With that, I got out of the car and I said, "Okay." I tossed the keys back in. I even told them, "I said as a hundred dollars in the visor." You guys have a nice day. As I was walking back to my grandparents' home, and uh, one of them said, "Well, we're taking you too." And as you can imagine, the fight was on. Uh, I lost, and they um, they arrested me and and you want to hear something crazy? They charged me with aggravated assault on a police officer. (laughs) So, uh, I, uh, as my family like to say, I, I beat up their fists with my face, but nevertheless, um, uh, I, uh, was arrested and charged. I got out the next day and I immediately went to eternal affairs and I filed a complaint against them. And actually they end up getting charged as well. And the whole matter, both sides, criminal charges were submitted to the grand jury. We both, uh, the officers testified, and I testified at the grand jury, uh, same panel, and the uh, matter was no build. And as a lawyer, you know that means there was no yeah. probable cause found for either one. So, um,
2: so, so, what, exact, what, in, what exactly caused that? I mean, I don't want to go, and I'm sorry I brought it up to go in such length, but uh, you do have it featured in your your you know your campaign material. So, I just wanted to get to the uh, the the bottom of it. So, so, what was the result? Why did they do that? Why did they think you had done something wrong? If you didn't,
13: so I say it was a matter of of, um, profiling. Their response was it was a case of mistaken identity. And I don't know how you go from mistaken identity to uh, shooting at someone. And I like to think that man, that person who they thought I was must have been r- one real bad hombre because uh, you just shoot at somebody who is not armed and it was actually moving away from
2: you. The, 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 so I, I, I can't you,
13: tell you what was in their head.
2: Did did, you, did it ever go any further? Where you actually saw that? You know, cause I, I imagine you know uh, there must. There was there civil litigation or anything like that, because you would think. They would have to say, well, who was it uh, that they were after and did that person look like you? That's the first thing that comes to mind. But you know, I know when you were 19 and I don't want to bring it – I know there's a lot of other issues. But uh, but it is uh, a key issue, this distrust that we have between sure. the black community and, and police officers, between blacks and whites in this country today. So uh, w- were they just uh, bad? Were they uh, incompetent or, or, or was there a, just a bad luck that there was somebody – that looked like you was in the neighborhood doing what you were doing i mean did you ever find out so
13: the you know um if i get too wonky you know let's clarify but the matter settled in uh in paper exchange we, we okay. got as far as um okay interrogatories there was no depositions and then the matter settled okay. um so, the um okay. as far as though i don't know what was in their mind i i never sat across the table from them doing a, a you okay. know a deposition to Um, get a reason or rationale, you know, other than the day of the incident, it was their Sergeant who told me it was a case of mistaken identity. Uh Um, that, that never came from either one of these three detectives. Um, I think two of which have since passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, but nevertheless, I don't know the answer to that. Um, what, what was going on in their head? Why that one guy decided to fire? I'll never know. Uh, only Mm -hmm. thing I can say is that, uh, if I, had I been hit and died, I imagine that there would be a different narrative.
2: Well, well hopefully, uh, it's, let me, let it's, me it's, a, it's a good okay, it's a, it's thing, thing the guy was. In, is, it's a good thing the guy was incompetent with his shooting as he was with everything else. <laughs> you're describing it. So, or, uh,
12: or yeah,
13: or yeah. I, had a, I had a guardian angel, yes. or you know, God's blessing. But th- let me just say this, and this is really important because you know people might be scratching their head. Well, how did this guy become a police officer? I I will stand at at the, the top of the highest peak and tell the world that the vast majority of law enforcement personnel are good, honorable people, including myself, including my daughter. The vast majority. This is important. That uh, law enforcement are good people. We have people like those guys. We have people like Derek Chauvin, uh, like every profession does. And I see part of my mission is to try to make it difficult for those people to remain on the job, and make it difficult for departments to have uh, uh, to to allow those people to stay on the job. Um, so I, I want to be real clear that uh, I'm I am 100% pro law enforcement because that was my profession. My mother was a correction officer. I mean, it's, it's three generations of my family.
2: Okay, okay. Now, now, now let me interrupt just again. here. Okay, Tim Alexander, I'm speaking with sure. Tim Alexander. I, I have to do this. Democrat candidate for uh, Congress in the 2nd District, which goes from Manahawk and along the Atlantic Coast down to Cape May, uh, and which includes uh, parts of Ocean County, Atlantic County, Cape May County, Cumberland County, uh, Gloucester, uh, Salem, um, and uh, it goes right to the Delaware Memorial Bridge. Uh, his opponent in the election uh, in November, which is just about what uh, I, I know on your website you always have the countdown it right? was about eighty eighty five days away um, is, is Jeff yeah, Andrew, one, uh, somewhere in there. the yeah. the, uh, the republican incumbent all right so we talked uh, anything else you want to talk about yourself before we start going into the issues
13: uh no I'm married thirty five years three like a uh, thirty yeah thirty five years oh my god oh my wife 's not listening and uh <laughs> Three three adult children. Uh, I said my oldest daughter was uh, Camden Metro police officer. Unfortunately, she uh, took ill, and uh, at 33, had to have a heart transplant, so she couldn't continue on with her chosen career. Um, my son's in Washington; he's an engineer student, and my um, yeah, my youngest daughter is a uh, registered nurse at uh, the University of Penn. All right, very so, proud of my family, and uh, yeah.
2: All right, so we spent uh, we Good have a problem. half hour interview, so we spent uh the first half of course talking about you as a person you as an individual uh now let's talk about the issues and again i'm going from your facebook page and website uh so it looks like the issues that you uh feel are most important and of course uh, you'll present them but let me just go number one you said jeff andrew voted against the george floyd justice and policing act of 2021 uh what's that act what was in that act that that, that makes you for it and 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 why are, are you upset that uh, Mr. Van Drew voted against it?
13: Well, the, the there's a couple of things. One, the the act will bring transparency and accountability to our profession, to my profession, my uh, you know my former profession. Let me be clear, I'm retired. Um, and I thought that 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 was a good first step. It also, uh, you know, the final provision did not have. A qualified immunity question in it anymore but you know that's certainly is something that i'm interested in discussing um but the bottom line is it, it was a way to instill confidence and in or at least try to bring confidence back to our law enforcement community and um you voted against it. it you know it doesn't make sense to me that you would vote against such a,
12: a bill
2: okay and i noticed also that you were for the sweeping climate and Healthcare care bill. Uh, you know, he said Democrats delivered on the bill sure. that just passed. Uh, and, and tell me what's in that bill that that you're for and uh, w- why you uh, uh, oppose anyone who would be against it.
13: Sure. When we have such an economic crisis that we're in, we have we have crazy inflation. We you know, we can't run away from that. Right. We have runaway gas prices. Um, and, you know, who suffers the most are, you know, people on fixed income. Particularly, our seniors. That bill will cap insulin costs. Well, now this law will cap insulin costs for our seniors at thirty-five dollars. Uh, it will cap in in the coming years. It will cap the cost of prescription drugs four thousand, I believe, next year, two thousand, the subsequent um, uh, cycle. So, here is a great opportunity to help people, to help people in their pocketbooks. Uh, And Jeff voted against that. And that that to me is just inexcusable when we're going through such an economic crisis
2: right now. Okay, Women's uh, Health Protection Act of 2022, sponsored by Democrats, opposed by Republicans uh, like Jeff Andrew. What was what's what's that law about?
13: So that's about protecting women's access to health care. And, and I say it that way because that's exactly what it's intended to do. It doesn't guarantee or, or sorry, it doesn't say that you, you must have or you can have an abortion. It says it's your choice of whether or not you want to have that. Uh, you know, as, a, as an attorney, you know, our our mission is to uh, preserve rights and to, of our clients uh, to, to get damages and such. But going to the Constitution, think about this. when. Have the government ever had such an overreach into humans the human beings' ability to access health care it's never happened to a man ever so that bill protects women and it protects their access to health care whether you're for or against abortion is irrelevant to me it 's about having access or control over your own body and telling governments to stay out I've never seen such a, larger, a large large government overreach as we've seen in this bill in my lifetime and and i i'm i I bring it back to ronald reagan's uh you know one of his famous quotes the most frightening words in uh uh, the government can say is hi i'm from the government i'm here to help because it's the government saying to women we'll tell you what you can and cannot do with your body and that just cannot be that's between a woman and her doctor plain and simple
2: okay and you uh, said uh, that if you were in congress you would have voted for the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Uh, I have to admit, I don't even know what that is. Could you explain what that is and why you supported it, uh, and, and what that? Did I assume that passed that that act.
13: I, I don't recall off the top of my head if it passed or not. Okay. Uh, and it again is is about protecting um, workers. Um, I'm trying to find my uh, – you should hit me with all these different oh, bills oh, here. <laughs> um, all
2: right. Well, well, okay. Let me like – In, a, in okay, short, go ahead. Uh,
13: it's about protecting our workers. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay.
2: okay. Protecting Our Kids Act.
13: What, what was it? Protecting that? Our Kids Act is, is – that that's for the um, common sense gun safety legislation to um, uh, protect uh, our children from um, access to firearms and and who wouldn't want that right you if i'm a gun owner i i'm uh my, my wife has a gun we go to range we shoot but and we've had guns my my children's entire lives and we had strict rules about those guns and access to those guns but not everybody does and we hear about these tragedies all the time so it's time to take for for congress in my opinion to take uh uh action and help protect our children from access to these
2: weapons now, now what what would the law do to to uh, prevent uh kids from having access to guns uh, specifically what what's in that law uh, give me one second here let me find this one you're talking about
13: I can't put my finger on it, but I believe what what the, the premise of the law does is that it, it makes it criminal for you to leave guns or have guns accessible to children. I
2: see.
13: Um, and all right, so let me, um, the bill makes various changes to federal firearm laws, establishing new criminal offenses, and expanding the types of weapons and devices that are subject to regulation. That's the premise of the, of the uh, bill.
2: Now, now, in in New Jersey, we have pretty strict uh, gun control in New Jersey now. Would would those federal laws make any changes to what's already going on in New Jersey today?
13: No. And uh, I'll say this a million times. We have some of the best uh, firearms regulations in the state. And um, I believe that New Jersey could be the model for the rest of the country we we are we are very conscientious of firearm safety we also don't want illegal guns our effort is to remove illegal guns from the street of, streets as a former homicide detective i could tell you the effects of assault weapon on a human body i'm fortunate enough to have never happened to see one on a child uh, and i hope i never do but i could tell you that it it Totally mutilates the, the the human being, a human being. So in New Jersey, we've outlawed those weapons, but unfortunately, because other states have act, uh, allowed those weapons, they still come into our our uh, state as illegal weapons. Our job should always be to remove illegal weapons from the streets. And by the way, a two-two-three round, which is shot from AR-15, will go through standard-issue police uh, vests. So again, another reason why I'm totally opposed to those those
2: uh, type of weapons on our streets. All right. Now uh, we, it's now uh, 25 after, so uh, I'm going to leave you, uh, your, your, you know, have the time that uh, John DeMasi, uh, uh reserved for you for, the, uh, for, for another five minutes. So would you like to, uh, instead of me interrupting you all the time, by the way, let me just repeat, uh, I'm speaking with Tim Alexander, the Democratic Party nominee for Congress, the House of Representatives, for New Jersey District Number 2, which uh, goes from Manahawken uh, up in the parkway by uh, exit 63 down to 0, exit 0 in Cape May along the Atlantic coast. Goes west of the Delaware River by the uh, uh, Delaware River and uh, includes Atlantic and Ocean and Cape May County, uh, Gloucester, uh, Cumberland and Salem counties. Uh, and uh, his opponent is Republican uh, Congressman Jeff Van Drew. So uh, I I stole a minute of your time. So there's four minutes to conclude. (laughs) Use that time as you will, Tim Alexander.
13: Sure. So um, one of the things we didn't talk about in detail is my economic plan, and that's one of the most uh, impor- important and pressing things, economic development for our district. As I was saying earlier, we are one of the heaviest tax in, this, in the nation, but we received uh, the very least amount of money uh, from federal government, and I want to change that, particularly through the DOT funding to bring more money back to our state to actually work for our communities. One of the things I'll say, the reason why I'm on your show, or, or John's show, is because everything I propose for our economic development plan uh, is for everybody. It's for Republicans, it's for Democrats, it's for unaffiliated. I don't care who you are, what you, what you stand for. It's about rebuilding our district, bringing economic opportunity through uh, bringing that, those infrastructure dollars to bear here. A report came out a week and a half ago that showed that we received a, a small amount of money. In fact, Cape May County received the least amount, and that can't be anymore. We we and by the way, when money does come to our state, it doesn't come to South Jersey. So I see my job as bringing home our tax dollars, not increasing, not ever agreeing to increase a tax on people making uh, under four hundred thousand dollars a year, and and I take that seriously. I will I will fight tooth and nail to bring our share of funds here and make sure they stay here. I'm willing to work with our uh, legislative district teams, LD one, LD two. Um, And make sure LD7, I believe, is part of our our, uh, crew, to make sure that they get the resources they need to get projects going, to expand our airport, to to dredge our ports, uh, particularly over in Salem County to uh, bring uh, environmental-friendly buses to our district and, and, by the way, be the pilot where we can employ a lot of people in good-paying jobs, union jobs, jobs with benefits and pensions. Same thing with that port idea that we have uh, over in Salem County. It's gonna allow a company to come in and manufacture um, uh, wind turbine motorheads, more jobs, union jobs. I went to the carpenter facility, looked at the wind turbine um, uh, training that they're putting together to c- construction of that. So these are great opportunities for our district. And quite honestly, that is what I believe a member of Congress should be doing every single day. Not voting no to people, or or, sorry, to things that will help people in an economic crisis. Not voting no to keep our our children safe. Not voting no to um, uh, um, help our seniors with respect to the cost of uh, insulin and Medicare and prescription, that is. So, uh, you know, silly things. Voting no to allow Finland and Sweden to join NATO. None of that stuff makes sense to me. None of that stuff is is uh, moving the needle for us in South Jersey. If you're not interested in in seeing a better South Jersey, then I'm not your guy. But if you are, then 100% you should be supporting me because everything I do from this point forward is going to be about bringing the bacon home to South Jersey, plain and simple. All
2: right, Tim Alexander, candidate candidate for uh, for Congress, and you have about 45 seconds that if you've persuaded Uh, some of our listeners to want to help you how would they reach you how would they help you Uh, any uh, contact information you'd like to give off the on the air
13: sure please go to my website timalexanderforcongress.com volunteer donate we can't do this Uh, you know my opponent has big money we're we're doing this on a grassroots effort. We're we're not bringing in corporate uh, dollars. We are we are 100 percent. Well, not 100 percent. The majority of my uh, donations have been from individuals, with a little bit from from unions. Um, so the reality here is that we are doing a grassroots effort against this machine. We need help. We need help to get this done. And you help me get in office. I will. I pledge now, and I've, I've pledged before. My job is to help South Jersey become a shining example for the rest of the country to follow.
2: Tim Alexander, thank you very much. And now I'm going to just advise our listeners uh, that if they want to call in, 609-407-1450. We'll take a break, and then we'll have open phone lines.
3: We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better, because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and And experienced, supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.
2: I'm Seth Grossman for libertyandprosperity.com. Americans are the most understanding, generous, and compassionate people in the world. That is why our enemies are using those virtues as weapons to destroy us. They are deliberately bringing millions of poor and angry people from failed socialist countries around the world to make America a failed socialist country. They know that walls, fences, and even thousands of border patrol agents can't stop everybody determined to get through. The only way to stop them is to arrest every person found in our country illegally and send them back. But our enemies think that Americans are too understanding, generous, and compassionate to ever do that. Do most Americans care more about the suffering of people coming to our country illegally than the future of our own children and grandchildren? Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online libertyandprosperity.com.
12: Thanks.
0: Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online. At lexisofatlanticcity.com.
2: And this is Seth Grossman uh, sitting in for John DeMassi, or actually, I'm standing in if you are watching me at the studio. Uh, you're listening to WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM. Phone lines are open, 609 407 1450. We're now going back to uh, an open forum with uh, Ethel Hermino uh, of Galloway. She's uh, the, uh, I guess, the district leader for LifeNet, uh, the the pro-life group, having uh, hosting that last stand event uh, at the uh, New Life Assembly Church in Egg Harbor Township on uh, Monday at 6 o'clock. Uh, Ethel, you're on the air. Hey,
14: Seth, how you doing? You're doing a great job, by the way. You sound uh, great. Uh, and well, I th- want you to run again because the next time I think you're definitely going
2: to win. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, get, I'm getting up there in age, so I'm trying to help uh, some some younger folks like you uh, learn the, the ropes so you don't have to make all the mistakes i made coming up but anyway welcome to the program you're Sounds you're on the air
5: yeah
14: okay so i was just listening to tim. In and way, i'm glad i had to call back and hear tim because first of all i want to thank him for running but he's really on the wrong side of history here it's great that he used reagan's quote but you know that that just shows me that he's a little sly there the bottom line is president reagan was never for abortion he said abortion on demand it's one of his quotes it's not in the Constitution. It's not a right in the Constitution. He also said, I notice everybody alive isn't for abortion. And that's the truth because that baby has its own body. We all know Governor Murphy is the machine. So when he says he's got a grassroots movement against the machine, it's the Democratic Party, Tim. Unfortunately, you need to run for independent or Republican if you want to win in the state now because the grassroots of the Republican Party is growing exponentially. On top of it, Murphy just gave $40 million to Planned Parenthood. He gave twenty last year. I think we're in the red, aren't we, Seth? And he is giving $40 million to Planned Parenthood for women. They're saying it's women's health care. Killing a baby is not women's health care. It is not a right. It should not be a right. The other thing, that's the only message they have, by the way. That's it. The other thing, he just made this a sanctuary state. Open borders so anybody can come from any state and get a free abortion on our tax dollar money, by the way. These are things they won't tell you about, but they will tell you that, you know, it's a woman's health care. So it's so misleading, and it's really a lie. You know, 48,000 and over abortions are done every year in New Jersey. We are the most pro-abortion-torn state, thanks to Murphy, who, by the way, is a Catholic and forgot his religion because many Catholics are mad at him. You know, just by the way, there's so much I could say. We could go on and
2: on. Well, well, instead of going on and on, just one thing that uh, that you pointed out in one of your seminars is the fact that New Jersey law uh, allows uh, abortions in the very, very late term of the seventh, eighth, and ninth month, uh, long after they're viable, and long after, and long after. And I think that is what uh, shocked so many people in your presentations.
14: Yeah, so they just passed the Reproductive Freedom Act, and they, by the way, they did that, like, in the middle of the night. They did it very quickly before, was it Weinstein, whoever it was, could get out, Weinberg, whatever it is, get out of all this. The bottom line is, they kill babies, and it's infanticide, just like New York. So even when the baby's born, this is, there's only seven countries in the world that do late-term abortions. New York, and the United States is one of them. We're right up there with China and Korea.
2: All right. Now, 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 the one, one thing before you go, could you tell us a little bit about this event on Monday? I know you invited sure. Liberty dot com to have a table and we will have at least uh, four or five people there, although we're trying to get some more people there. I know it's Monday.
14: We have a lot of great people. We have uh, Senator Edward Durr will be there. And by the way, we need to support him more. That man, that truck driver that won. God put him there. And he's been putting bills through, but he doesn't get the backing that he should from the Republican Party, unfortunately. And I'm waiting for Vince Policino and a few others to step up, which they say they are going to, and put their names on a pro-life bill. Um, there's also I'm um, going to be, yes, um, LifeNet, we have speakers for educational training to teach our children about sexual integrity, the pro-life message before they get pregnant, before they get into the abortion mill. We have other speakers, Sean Highlands from the Family Policy Alliance Council. He's an excellent speaker. He's going to be talking about the gender ideology that they're putting through the schools. I just want to end with this. When Roe's Wade was overturned, by the way, and everybody should be praying and supporting our Supreme Court justices, this is the law. They did the right thing. They upheld the Constitution. They are being given death threats. They have people protesting outside their homes. Uh, where are our Democrats standing up for them, our politicians? So the bottom line is the U.N. even said – this was an injustice, I forget the exact quote, against human rights and gender identity. I think it's very telling where they're going with this. Human rights and gender identity is what the UN quoted.
2: Okay, and of course one of the other topics of the uh, your event on Monday uh, at the New Life uh, Assembly Church at 6 o'clock is the idea of how to become effective politically how to build majorities, how to influence uh, legislators. So, uh, Ethel, uh, I think you're doing a great job. You certainly opened my eyes to a lot of things I did not know before. And thank you so much for the work that you do. Yep, thank you. Thanks, Seth. Okay, thank you. This is uh, Seth Grossman sitting in for John DeMasi on WPG uh, Talk Radio. But this is uh, Saturday morning, so it's Talk Radio with a Purpose. Let's go to Jerry from Ocean County. Jerry, you're on the air.
7: Yeah, hello. I, I really um, I really don't have a lot to say, but that previous caller, thanks to that previous caller, I, I probably will continue to listen this morning because I was really about to turn the station off, and uh, I don't know. I listened to it during the week, but what I'm hearing out of this guy's mouth this morning is, is sickening. It's sickening, and the previous caller put it all very well. She, she did a fantastic job at putting it in, in perspective. I don't call radio stations. I, I do not do this type of thing. But listening to this piece of garbage sit there and say total BS that such as the government, uh, um, the government's invasion on a woman by not allowing them to have a medical uh, health care is absurd. That is absurd. Wow. The, the, these Types of things that these liberal far left Democrats do with words and manipulation of, of the truth is sickening. That is sickening that he said that. That it is not, has nothing to do with the government encroaching on a, the rights. That is horrible. That is for people who don't understand this, the, the situation who, and they, 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 they manipulate and they deceive with these kind of phrases. This is absolutely ridiculous okay. that, that they're calling like, – as the last caller said, that, that they're calling this health care. This is not health care to begin with, and now they're going a step further, and now they're trying to phrase, frame it in a way that the, prevent, the government is encroaching on your rights. This, this is, that, that was horrible. That's uh, what I want to say. That was, that was horrible. V- v- well,
2: very, very good point, but you have to you, – you can't make opinions or you can't be effective – in opposing this opinion to disagree with if you don't hear what the other side is saying so it's so important uh that we have this well, I, talk I'm radio at, and i've, yeah.
7: I've heard what, i've heard what the other side is saying for over 30 years All right. and, and here we are today they're destroying our culture they're destroying america and this is exactly it you should he shouldn't even have airtime
2: Okay, well, well, we do do have airtime, and I'm glad you're listening, and I hope you'll keep listening uh, to WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. Uh, Jerry of Ocean County, thank you very much for your thoughts. Uh, Let's go to Greg of Apsekin. Greg, you're on the air. Mr. Grossman, good morning.
12: Good morning. Uh, Very fast. I have a few very fast things. But the one thing I wanted to mention as far as your run for office... Telling the truth and coming up with progressive thinking is not what defeated you. Money defeated you. It's defeating most people in this country when they lose. The amount of money that's thrown at these elections is obscene. And it's never going to get any better until some restraints are put on it. And it's money that's coming from outside the country. And that's even more disturbing. Well,
2: well, isn't it amazing how money uh, was not, not as important in elections? As, you know, money is more important in elections than ever, and it became more important as soon as the government decided to control who could give money and who can't give money. But let me give you a, a hint: the reason people invest money in the government uh, is because um, th- they expect it's an investment. For every hundred thousand dollars you invest in a campaign, they expect to make a million, five million, or ten million dollars back. And the only reason we walked into this situation is because we ignored our constitution. We have a state constitution and we have a federal constitution. and both constitutions were originally written to say that government could only do certain things that are needed and used by all people, like roads a court system, uh, you know, protecting uh, you know, police, law enforcement, things that protect everybody equally. The minute you allow government to take money from one private person and give it to enrich another private person, uh, commonly known as socialism, then you open up this free-for-all food fight. So, of course, people have to... Uh, you, 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 They thought that by having government regulate the economy... The government would control the businesses, but it worked out the opposite. By having the government control the economy, the businesses control the government. So we got to get back to basics. Right. we got to get to our constitution. And, of course, libertyandprosperity.com, we're not a very popular organization because we're the people in the stands rooting for the referee. Everybody else is rooting for their team. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, the most unpopular guy in the field is the referee, and that's the real reason we have a problem. But, Greg, thanks so much for your patience and for calling in today. Okay, I think we have to take a break right now, and uh, when we get back, it looks like Pete of Egg Harbor Township is next. If you want to join in, 609-407-1450. Seth Grossman sitting in for John
15: DeMasi. The market is up. The market is down. I know from day to day there's a fair amount of volatility. You worry, I worry. We all worry, but not so much when you have a sound financial plan that doesn't depend completely on the market. Hi, I'm Joe Yakovich with this Money Minute. You'll find some real insights in my new book, The Heart of Your Money: Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In this book, I explain in detail how I approach financial planning, retirement, insurance, and many other topics. For a free copy of my book, The Heart of Your Money, simply contact my office at 856 856- 751 1771. That's 856 751 1771. Or you can email me at jyakovich at brokersifs.com. And don't forget, I'm here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 with these money minutes. I'm Joe Yakovich with this money minute, and thanks for listening.
10: East Coast roofing and siding.
11: Hi, I'm Larry Steiler. And I'm Sean Styler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF Masterly Contractor Status provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our CertainTeed 5-Star Contractor Status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East
10: Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly cloudy skies continuing this afternoon. High for the rest of the day, 88. Then humid tonight with increasing cloudiness. Low this evening, 66. We'll have a humid day tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine. High on Sunday, 84. And mostly cloudy and humid Monday with a couple of thunderstorms. High, 83. I'm AccuWeather's Holly Holden on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And this is
2: Seth Grossman sitting in for uh, John DeMasi on Talk with a Purpose. Phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. Um, we, we're going to have Peter of Township and Andy of Brigantine a break in the middle. And then uh, I, I, at 11 o'clock, I'd like to start the conversation by talking about uh, Salman Rushdie, uh, author, um, well-renowned author, Stabbed at Chautauqua New York, and meanwhile, Sheikh Rahimullah Haqqani blown up in an attack in uh, Afghanistan. So I want to talk uh, at the 11 o'clock hour about why what is normal in Afghanistan is now uh, becoming normal here in America. And by the way, what, what did Haqqani preach that got him blown up? He taught that girls should be taught to read and write in Afghanistan. Uh, but uh, that... Uh, uh, that violated something, so he got blown up. And, and that's a, the way in some cultures how you have political discussions. I think we're more civilized here on the air with Talk Radio. And uh, let's have a discussion with Pete of Egg Harbor Township. You're on the air.
16: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, I'm normal in myself, um, but as we know, with first of all, I know you only have so much time. So the bills you're talking about have. You know, hundreds of thousands of pages and whether Republicans write them or Democrats write them, you can always pick out good things. Um, I don't agree with everything that was said, but I, you know, this is the first time I heard that if they're going to cap out at $40, um, you know, that, again, to me, that's a good thing. Um, as far r- as r- right, right.
2: right. Is- but but, but Peter, I just want to point out to everybody that that's what Democrats do. Uh, they'll put together like a billion dollar bill. And they'll say, well, $100,000 is going to go for something that, uh, you know, to help poor widows or whatever everybody would, would want. So they put $100,000 for that and they put like <laughs> like $999,900,000 for stuff that just paying off their friends. And then if you vote against the bill, then they crucify you by saying, oh, look what he took bread off the table of widows. So, I mean, you have to be a little sophisticated when you look at these bills and, and, and little, and watch those commercials, uh, bashing No,
16: well, that, that, that's exactly why I said you can, you can pick out anything good and then there's all the garbage that's in there. So that, that that's my point. I mean, you're, you're bringing that home, but you know, what upset me mo- the most is, is, is basically what the other callers had said, you know, when they talk about the, uh, women's health act and You know, I always say to the person, and I say to Tim this, first of all, thanks for his service being a police officer. You know, in the 80s, 90s, I worked in a casino. I can't tell you how many times I had to go to court because of things that happened in the casino and how many times the people, the perpetrators, whether they were stealing or doing whatever they they were doing, were being let go. And I thought about being a police officer, and I said, well, how could I ever be a police officer if this is going on? And that was back in the the 80s and 90s. We know what's going on now. So thank you for your your service with that. But I always ask this question when it comes down to abortion. Tim, and I don't know if he's still there or or if he's listening, have you ever seen it done? Have you ever seen it done up to eight to nine months? Now, 85% of them are done. Between nine weeks and twelve weeks, because a woman doesn't know she's pregnant, because usually she doesn't have her menstrual cycle. Did you ever see the baby as the vacuum goes in to her?
2: All right. Well, at, 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 Pete, at this point, I'm going to say yes. We get the point. Uh, thank you very much for the call. Um, yeah, and I think the real division is those late-term abortions. But uh, you yeah, know, but but again, uh, it's a very divisive issue because it. Uh, it, it pins uh, the freedom of an individual versus the freedom of an unborn individual. And uh, it's a difficult and painful issue in many families. Uh, but, um, you know, that's, that's an issue we have to deal with state by state now because of the uh, Roe versus Wade decision. OK, we've got to take a break now. And after the break, we'll have Andy of Brigantine here on uh, uh, Talk with a Purpose.
8: When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751- 1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokers and you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM for over 37 years Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan you'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world the path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to joe yakovich at jml financial group 856-751-1771 856-751-1771 or email joe at Yakovich at brokers joe yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through brokers international financial services llc member sipc brokers international financial services llc is not an affiliated company.
3: We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better, because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, Masters level clinicians and experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's one eight 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 recovery
0: Here's a great way to save money on your food bills. Join BF Mazio's text messaging group. You'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money. BF Mazio asks you to text the word join to 609-853-5666. That's 609-853-5666. BF Mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. This week, Jersey white peaches and Jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com.
2: And this is Seth Grossman back sitting in for John DeMasi, Talk With a Purpose, uh, 95.5 FM, WPG Talk Radio. Phone lines uh, open 609-407-1450. We have Andy of Brigantine waiting. Andy, you're on the air.
17: Good morning, Seth. Uh, I want to talk about uh, this candidate, Tim um, Alexander, and and then uh, touch a little bit on Trump and the election. Tim Alexander, he, he sounds like a, f- a fine man, good family man and all of that, but extremely unimpressive as a political candidate, uh, poorly spoken. And I when when you were asking him questions about bills that he agreed with, he couldn't even tell you. He was flipping through pages. It reminded me of Biden's. Um, press secretary Karine jean-pierre flipping through her binder trying to, to to find the answers to the questions she's being asked because she doesn't know and it and it, it also reminded me of, of of nancy pelosi we have to pass the bill in order to find out what's in it and if you remember congressman john conyers when when the obamacare debate was going on and he was taken aback that people would say to him that you need to read this bill and he said read the bill, read the bill. He said, what's, what's the purpose of reading the bill when it's 10,000 pages and they only give you 24 hours to read it? Well, then I say, then you don't pass it if you don't know what's in it. But that's what, what Tim oh. uh, Alexander reminded me of. What, he's what, what, yeah, he's yeah, approved. You
2: know, let me just get, get a word in. Well, actually, what he was saying uh, is that it didn't matter what's in the bill because uh, when the Democratic leadership says this is what we're voting on, uh, basically, that's how he's going to vote. And if you look at his website or look at his Facebook page uh, for every single major Democrat bill, uh, uh, he was praising being for it. He was uh, you know uh, criticizing Jeff Andrew for being against it and it, and and one thing that that really struck me when Jeff Andrews spoke to our Liberty and prosperity dot com meeting, whenever Republicans take a vote, and of course Jeff Andrew is part of it. Uh, Whenever it's a a big, high-profile bill, it'll always be maybe a couple dozen Republicans will vote with the Democrats to give them the majority they need. But you don't get a single Democrat to ever break with the Democrat leadership. And we saw that with the climate bill where even uh, Joe Manchin went along. And and, and, uh, Jeff Andrews basically said on the impeachment of Trump issue, uh, he said that uh, in the caucus before that vote, he said there are 34 – 30 to 40 Democrats who said, I'm not going to vote it, vote for that. There's no grounds for impeachment. But yet at the end of the day, the only single Democrat who did not vote for the impeachment was Jeff Drew, and he had to switch parties. So it's that ironclad uh, discipline or whatever it is that the Democrats have that the Republicans don't have. And, and you're right. Uh, Tim Alexander, very nice guy. Uh, but he he pretty much made it clear that if he's elected, he will vote for whatever bills the the the, the leadership uh, tells him to vote for. Now, of course, in return, he'll try to get a couple of things here and there for the district. But uh, but he's not going to take on the Democratic leadership. Uh, that he made that very well, clear.
18: He, he he's a
17: go along to get along Democrat if he wants to have a career in Democrat politics. And the the, the thing that I w- was really taken aback by was when he talked about uh, the abortion issue and how it was the biggest government overreach he's ever seen, uh, uh, the government telling people what they can and cannot do with their bodies. Does he remember how they forced you to have a vaccine or threatened your job or threatened you couldn't go to school if you didn't have this needle injected into your body? I mean, uh, isn't that pretty much telling people what they can and cannot do with their
2: bodies? All right. Well, anyway, it was there for uh, for our listeners, and I'm glad that our listeners are paying attention and listening. Okay, we've got a break for the top of the hour. Andy, thank you so much for the call, and uh, this is Seth Grossman sitting in for John Damascus. And again, I like to talk about some issues. I like to talk about uh, again the uh, the stabbing of uh, of Salman Rushdie at Chautauqua. Uh, which used to mean something. Chautauqua Conference. At one time, Americans knew Chautauqua was the place where uh, everybody could discuss any idea they wanted. President Teddy Roosevelt called Chautauqua the most American thing about America, and now that too is gone. I'll talk more about it at the top of the hour. As uh, Seth Grossman sitting in for John Demasi.
1: FM and 1450 AM, WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square Media station. The following
0: program is paid for and presented by John DeMassi. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers.
1: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now the host of Talk with a Purpose. John
2: and This is Seth Grossman sitting in for the third and final hour of Talk With a Purpose without John DeMassi. Of course, he'll be back next week. Um, and uh, phone lines are open. This is live two-way talk uh, at 609-407-1450. The lines are clear and open now. So, to fill the time, I'm going to filibuster about the topics I think are important. And uh, the stabbing a week ago, of Salman Rushdie at Chautauqua uh, should shock every American about how we are losing America. Because as a kid growing up, Chautauqua had a special meaning for me. It was actually a, a, a phrase. Chautauqua, of course, is a lakeside resort in upstate New York. You spell it C-H-A-T-A-Q-U-A. And uh, after the Civil War, The um, Methodist Church began holding tent meetings there, uh, not for for prayer, but for discussion. Uh, And they would invite people with all different political opinions to have these discussions and lectures and workshops. And uh, the most prominent Americans of all political views were there. Uh, Republican, like uh, former slave uh, Frederick Douglass. Uh, would frequently be there, and he ended up actually making his home not too far away. Uh, William Jennings Bryan spoke there. So you had Democrats, you had Republicans, you had liberals, you had conservatives. Everybody would go and have these open discussions and lectures uh, out there um, uh, in, in these tents right by the beautiful lakeside. In many ways, Chautauqua was like a giant libertyandprosperty.com meeting. And, uh, and, of course, all that comes from a tradition established by Benjamin Franklin 300 years ago when he would have these discussion groups in Philadelphia where people from all walks of life would come in and express their views openly. And according to Benjamin Franklin, Americans were the smartest and best informed people in the world because we had these discussions. We weren't afraid to give our opinion Because the worst that could happen if you give an opinion and you're wrong is somebody would give you correct information and you would learn that information and you'd be smarter. Or if you were right, the person who disagreed with you would figure out that you had uh, a fact or two that he or she didn't think of and that person would get smarter. So by having these discussions, we became smarter. Uh, And uh, you had that tradition uh, for more than 100 years at Chautauqua, New York, which is why – at, at one point, President Theodore Roosevelt said uh, Chautauqua, Chautauqua conversations are the most American thing about America. So now you had Salman Rushdie, world-acclaimed author, is giving a lecture there last week, and he's stabbed. And uh, very seriously injured. They stabbed him in his liver, in his neck. Um, you know, just He was very lucky that the attacker was stopped and, and he survived. But this just shows how free speech is dead in America because now um, – by the way, why was uh, Salman Rushdie attacked? The the police said they're puzzled by the motive of the attacker. But anybody with an ounce of uh, sense or who has read a newspaper in the last 20 years knows exactly why he was stabbed. He was stabbed because in 1988 – Uh, what's that, more than 44 years ago, Salman Rushdie wrote a book called The Satanic Verses, which made fun of the Prophet Muhammad and had some satire in it. And when he, and and by the way, Salman Rushdie, uh, he was born in India, but he lived most of his professional life in England, and he was writing in English for an English audience and an American audience. Uh, But the Ayatollah Khomeini said that this was an insult to Islam and it was blasphemy. So the ruler of uh, Iran issued what's called a fatwa, which was an order or religious opinion ordering the murder of Salman Rushdie. And the lesson was, and and by the way, for years Salman Rushdie was in hiding. Uh, He used phony names. He uh, he had to live his entire life in fear. But 44 years later, uh, it caught up with him, and the, the guy, of course, who stabbed them was from New Jersey. So we, we have to ask ourselves, why is it that we are not aware of this and not doing anything to protect ourselves? That there's a culture that cannot tolerate discussion, disagreement, humor, satire. In other words, all the things about America that make um, it worthwhile to be an American – are in this idea that you can be joking, you can be uh, irreverent, Uh, that uh, if you feel that if you make the wrong kind of joke or you make the wrong kind of comment or you say what your opinion is, someone's going to kill you, that's the end of America. So uh, when Teddy Roosevelt said Chautauqua is the most American thing about America, and now someone who comes to one of those conversations is stabbed... Because of something he said 44 years ago, that's the end of America, and we ought to be concerned about it. Now, in a way, the, the, the day before that happened, uh, Sheikh, Sheikh Rahimullah Haqqani was killed in an attack in Certainly. Afghanistan. He was probably – and that got very, very little coverage in our uh, American media, maybe even no coverage – but um, he was a typical Taliban leader. He hated Christians. He hated Jews. He hated Israel. He hated America. But this uh, scholar in, uh, in Afghanistan believed that girls should be sent to school and taught to read and write. So even that was too radical for the uh, Islamic State. So after several attempts, he was finally blown up. So uh, – so that's something of a, a danger we should be concerned about. To make what is normal in Afghanistan now normal in America, and uh, it's interesting. I was at a uh, discussion at the Jewish Community Center uh, a couple of days ago. They have this uh, coffee clatch there once a month, and I, I like to go to it. And uh, and one of the, um, I guess people there was saying, well, they don't understand why we single out Islam as the source of this violence. Uh, because, uh, you know, one of the people at the discussion said, well, listen, you, you talk to any Muslim that we have here in Atlantic City, and they're very friendly and tolerant people, and uh, I agree. You talk to any taxi driver, any shopkeeper... Uh, who is a Muslim in Atlantic City and you'll say, well, do, do you have any what, what are your feelings about Jews? What are your feelings about Christians? And they'll all give you the same answer. Oh, you know, um, I believe in the, if all people are good. God loves all people. We should all be free to do what we want. And it's true that 99% of everyone who embraces Islam is just as uh, tolerant and and open and Good-hearted is uh, anyone who's Jewish or Christian or, or really is not uh, that concerned with religion. But here's what the danger is. The danger is the doctrine of Islam is a very violent and intolerant doctrine if you read the books. And 99% of, of, uh, of Muslims don't read the books. They're not that religious. Just as I'd say only a fraction of Christians and a fraction of Jews ever read the the Bible or the Torah or our religious books. But what's dangerous is if you do read the books, if you read the Hadith, if you read the uh, Quran, if you read the Sunnah, they all tell you to look at Muhammad as the perfect model of what you should do in life. And what Muhammad did in his life back in the – back 1,400 years ago was very violent and intolerant. And so what you see – and I'll give you a perfect example of what happened here in Margate, New Jersey. Uh, you had uh, a pizza place – and by the way, it's all under new ownership. So please don't you know, think that this pizza place is still owned by the same people. But you had this, uh, this pizza place on Washington Avenue in Margate. And you had a uh, – it was run by an immigrant couple from uh, either Albania or Macedonia, somewhere around there. And they ran a successful business and they became good Americans and they did everything right and they loved their neighborhoods. They were in a Jewish neighborhood. Everything was fine. And they had a son called Zulfi who went to Atlantic City High School, graduated in 2010, clean, good-looking student. Everything seemed fine. Uh And then somehow that son got radicalized. Uh, He either went to a mosque or got some instruction in Atlantic City or he went online and and saw the, the videos online. But something caused him to go into the actual books, the doctrine. He became very radical, very intolerant, and he actually went to Syria to join the Islamic State and he made videos of himself cutting the heads off of, um, of of unarmed prisoners there and making propaganda videos. But the worst thing he did was he sent videos directed to his fellow Americans, urging them to kill unbelievers. And basically he said to kill unbelievers any way you can in order to obtain eternal life. And he said – Anyone could kill a coffer, which is what the term they use for unbeliever. You could just run a coffer over with a car. You could stab him when he's not looking. You can push him off of a – out the window of a building. So many ways to guarantee eternal life. So that's what's dangerous. What's dangerous is not the great, great majority of people but the fact that the great majority of people send their kids to these schools where they teach this violent doctrine. And you never know when it's going to pop up, and it popped up with Salman Rushdie, where you had the guy from New Jersey travels all the way to New York, you know, in the middle of like by Rochester, just for the purpose of stabbing this guy who said something that a religious leader did not like uh, forty two years ago. So just a thought there. Um, the other thing, oh, we have uh, Dan of Linwood. Uh, Dan of Linwood, welcome to the program. You're on the air.
18: Well, the first thing you got to do is, uh, if you can't go up there without sharing a podium, let's say with an ex-FBI guy or a cop with a gun, in the case of Lee Zeldin and Rushdie, it's the same case. It, right to the right to the person who's doing the speech. Attempt it, knifing in one case and then knifing in another case. I mean... You basically have to share the stage with a guy 10 feet away sitting in a chair with a gun. It, you know, this, he's got his, uh, you, you know, he's carrying, he's the security guy, and you can't give somebody a clear path and speaker. I mean, this is stupid. But, uh, but, but Kathy but, but, Hochul, when she's a
2: governor, she runs around with six troopers. And, but but then again, and, and that's the reason why I brought up Salman Rushdie together with uh, Sheikh Rahimullah Haqqani, because Sheikh uh, Rahimani Hakani. He knew that by saying, I think girls should learn how to read and write. He knew that under the culture, he was committing blasphemy or apostasy or, or was a heretic or something. So he was prepared. Uh, he, he had armed guards. Uh, he guarded his appearances. He was surrounded by uh, all, these, all these people. And what happened? Uh, they tried to kill him four or five times. But on the fifth uh, or sixth time, Somebody with a wooden leg, uh, came in to visit at the school where he was teaching and had explosives in the wooden leg and not only killed, uh, uh Sheikh Haqqani, but killed his toddler son, his brother, and about 10 other people. So, so the, the answer is, is, is the culture. So, um, you know, that's why we have to be worried. And of course, we, we Americans were so tolerant. We don't want to say, well, there's a culture that we can't tolerate in our country. But if you have a culture that that glorifies this violence uh, and intolerance, no matter how many guns or guards or you know bulletproof vests you have, uh, they're going to get to you sooner or later. And that that's something we've never had in this country before, and and it bothers me. So that's the thought I'm sharing.
18: Well, the uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the uh, the candidate you had on, and uh, everything is seems to be a gleeful response to spending bills now we have a we basically had the cinema and mansion were basically bought out there's no nicer way to say it mansion got a bunch of stuff for west virginia he changed his vote cinnamon got a bunch of stuff for arizona she changed her vote these people are giving away 87 million dollars for surveys there's so much pork in this and most of these bills if you look at it starting with the very first COVID bill the money goes to Illinois, the majority of it, California, New York, right? right? Right. Maybe Massachusetts. All the all these states get all this money, and they get it for education. They're going to put in ventilation systems that never, never were put in. They haven't spent the money yet. I think it's 15 cents on a dollar. The money's still laying there. You've got to be able to repurpose money if you're not going to use it. The government's got to say we're
2: not going to pass a new well, well, bill to well, 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 we'll spend the money that you guys didn't spend. Okay, Dan, Dan you're, you're, you're putting me on a, um, a liberty and prosperity soapbox. So I'm going to identify two causes for the problem that you had. Uh, one thing is if you look at our Constitution, there's something called Article 1, Section 8. And it's a list of what the federal government is allowed to spend money on. And it says uh, you could spend money to regulate interstate commerce, to have an army, to have a navy, to have a post office, uh, to have all these specific things that could not be done by local government. So there's nothing about fire departments in our constitution, nothing about libraries or schools in our constitution because those are things that can be done locally. The federal government was invented to do things that could not be done by county government, local government or state government. Uh, but what has happened is be, because of the Supreme Court made these rulings that anything that affects interstate commerce, not regulates commerce but affects it, uh, can be uh, – that Congress could spend money on it. So basically since just by breathing I'm affecting interstate commerce, so, uh, so suddenly we no longer have a constitution and once that happened, uh, there's no legal limit on what, a, what the government could do. The second thing. Well, let me ask yeah. you
18: a question. Uh, the com- in, in this case, what commerce is affected by the uh, Department of Education?
2: Well, they could What's say. Well, 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 that's the point. Remember, they, the, the Constitution says Congress shall regulate commerce. But the Supreme Court said Congress could spend money and make laws that affect commerce. So if you say, if you give someone an education, they can have a better job and they're affecting commerce. In other words, basically, this is the the Franklin Roosevelt Supreme Court of the 1930s and 40s basically got rid of any constitutional limit on spending. And that's what was well, let, well,
18: let me ask you another question then, Seth. Since the, the creation of the Department of Education, has the quality of the education in the United States gone up or down? Simple question.
2: Got a lot worse. And, and let me tell you about something else that, that, while well, I'm, I'm still on the soapbox. Uh, So now now that you give the government no limits on what it could spend or how it could spend money, then you get to this great Italian economist called Wilfredo Pareto who lived in 1908. And he predicted that democracies would collapse in about 100 years. And he said this is why. He said there's something called political economy. He said if you want to steal from the government – If you want to use the government to give you money or power or something for your own personal gain, all you have to do is mobilize uh, and get active in politics and and win elections and buy off politicians and you will get what you want. He said, but if you want to keep politics honest, uh, you have to do all this work, but you get no reward. So in other words, if you want to make government corrupt for yourself – you get a reward, and and his example was this. He said, suppose you have a country with a million people in it, and he said, you want to steal a million dollars from the government. He said, if you succeed in getting the government to give you what you want, you make a million dollars. You pay off yourself. You pay off your family. You pay off your friends. You pay off a lot of influential people. You win, right? But if you want to keep the government honest and you have a country with a million people, what, what do you get? What's your reward for keeping the go- government honest? And the answer is you get a dollar, right? You got a million people in the country. You stop someone from stealing a million dollars. So he said, who's going to make an enemy for a dollar? So he said, sooner or later, the people stealing from the government uh, will, will just break the back of the people. And that's why democracy is not going to work. Now, it turned out that for 200 years, America was an exception. We defied that for two reasons. Number one, we had a constitution that limited the power of government. And number two, Americans had morality. We were taught since childhood that it's better to stand up and do the right thing even if you don't gain anything. But, but look what's happened. We've lost our constitution. We've lost our morality. So basically we're li- living in this world of uh, – uh, of democracy where where it's just a, a food fight so it's very depressing but if we're going to save america we have to learn what's going on so thanks for putting me on my soapbox there dan
18: <laughs> well i'm, I'm going to say goodbye with this one it's basically if you let schumer and manchin cook up a bill and pelosi and uh enter and the leadership through the bill instead of it going through the ways and means committee going before the the full committee been going into the the Congress for a vigorous debate, once you lose the process, you certainly lose the country because the leadership is basically running these by these bills that nobody could read. It's got to be a
2: requirement. That bill has to be read. Oh, oh, by the way, I I just got to share one other story. We called this the Jersey Gormley Compromise. And I remember uh, back in this about 30 years ago, we had Senator Bill Gormley, a Republican in New Jersey. Uh, and he and, and there was a bill to spend uh two hundred million dollars on, uh, on 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 building a new convention center somewhere. So the Democrats want to spend three hundred million dollars uh on convention centers and Gornley want to spend two hundred million dollars on convention centers. You know what the compromise turned out to be? Five hundred million dollars. You build a two hundred million dollar uh, convention Center, Atlantic City, and you build a three hundred million dollar one for the Democrat guy in North Jersey. That was a Jersey compromise. Anyway, I've got to run. Thanks, uh, Dan, for the for the call. Okay, we have to take a break right now. We come back. We have Al of Corbin City and Frank in Ventnor.
0: Check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com.
8: Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, inspiration for financial wellness in the book joe talks about longevity inflation retirement surprises and many other topics for your free copy of the heart of your money call the office of joe yakovich at jml financial at 856-751-1771 or email joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. and you can listen to joe yakovich saturdays here on wpg talk radio 95.5 fm for over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. you will find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email joe at jayakovich
0: at brokersifs.com. Here's a great way to save money on your food bills. Join BF Mazio's text messaging group. You'll receive weekly coupons that can save you money. BF Mazio asks you to text the word JOIN to 609-853-5666. That's 609-853-5666. BF Mazio features the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. This week, Jersey white peaches and Jersey tomatoes are fresh and in stock. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, online at bfmazio.com.
2: All right, this is Seth Grossman uh, back sitting in for the last 32 minutes of Talk with a Purpose without John DeMassi. He'll be back next week. I'm just uh, filling in for him today. Uh, in the last 32 minutes, I want to give warning. I do want to talk about um, Doug Mastriano of Pennsylvania running for governor, uh, I believe, and, and just the way he's been smeared with very unfair attacks of anti-Semitism. So this Jewish guy wants to respond to it. And I also want to talk about what's causing the rise of anti-Semitism in America, which is very worrying. Uh, But the people who complain about it the most are actually doing nothing to fight it and actually making things worse. So I want to spend a few minutes to talk about that um, in the final uh, minutes of the program. But first I want to go to Al of Corbin City, who's been waiting patiently. Al, you're on the air.
19: How are you doing
2: today? I, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's, it's only 32 minutes to go, so. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, well, no, I'm I'm looking you know, forward. I, I should say,
19: I, I don't know what, whether to sit there and say salam aleikum or, or uh, uh, let's see or shalom. Yeah, I yeah. can't understand why why the, you know, I've read the Quran and I don't anybody who reads the Quran. There's all kinds of mistakes in it. And when you read the Bible, you don't have that same thing, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, I don't understand why anybody would have a problem with Christians. Basically, our faith is based on a man that was peaceful, who didn't uh ask for us to sit there and murder people uh to and I know we've had parts of our history under the Catholic Church that did opposite of what Jesus would have us do. But uh and every rabbi i've known and i've known rabbi weiss i've known rabbis my wife worked at uh, the hebrew day school when it was a uh, hebrew academy i find the jewish people to be the most honest moral people uh, especially the orthodox and um i i don't see how anybody should have a problem with the jewish people the only problem they have with Jewish people is that fact that they're so good at what they do, they're prosperous wherever they're put. And there are people that are jealous of their prosperity. And that's a damn shame because that's not the way America
18: was made.
2: Uh, by the way, just wait. stay on because I just want to tell you about two observations. Number one, historically, if you look at some of the nasty, violent, intolerant things, that were done by the Catholic Church uh, in the Middle Ages uh, um, in, you know, in the name of Christians, you'll find out that that took place when the Islamic world had basically wiped out two-thirds of the Christian world. So basically the, the peace and love and friendly and tolerant Christians who used to be the majority in North Africa in the Middle East – uh, in Turkey, uh, in those areas, they got wiped out because they were peaceful and tolerant and loving. And and thanks to the, the violence and the discipline and the intolerance uh, of the Crusades and the Battle of Lepanto, the Battle of uh, Vienna and all those ugly battles and wars, that's the only way Christianity survived. So uh, when, you, you know, when you look at the intolerance completely out of context – I think you treat the Catholic Church and Christians unfairly, so so, so that's one no, point. I, yeah, yeah.
19: I, I, I agree with you there. I mean, there there was. I mean, let's face it. If it wasn't for Charlemagne, if it wasn't for uh, the, the uh, Polish uh, army coming and, uh, and
2: Sobieski. you know, King Sobieski, yes,
19: yep. I uh, mean, um, we would we would not be in the position we are now. I'm not saying it was right or wrong in that sense. I mean, the wrong part of it is, is I don't know if that was God's wish. On the other hand, I'm not God. There's three things I'm real sure of. One of them is the most, there is a God. The second one, I'm not it. And the third <laughs> one is I'm not going to try to be it.
2: And, and, and I'll tell you what, the other thing that's really the key to Bible study uh, for both Jews and Christians. Uh, so you have these violent passages in the Quran and the Hadith and the Sunnah. You know, t- saying you shall smite the necks of the unbelievers and you shall take slaves and rape and pillage and all that stuff. Um, so, so of course, um, people of other faiths and, you're, of course, your atheist professors at Stockton University will say, well, look at the Bible. And you'll see that, that Moses ordered, uh, you know, Joshua to wipe out the Midianites and the Canaanites and all those people. So, see, you have that violence and intolerance in the Old Testament – but for for those who do Bible study, I'm going to just do a little inside baseball. There's a passage in the Bible uh, when they talk about Noah. Uh, now, of course, most people, they talk about Noah. They think of the the rainbow and they think of the flood and the ark and all that stuff. But there's a little key phrase. They, they say Noah was a righteous man for his times. And that has a lot of meaning because it says uh, God, you know, that, you know, God thought Noah was a righteous man back in this barbaric age when all this barbaric stuff was going on. But if Noah were alive today, we would not call him such a righteous man. So it implies in both Judaism and Christianity that just because God approved of certain barbaric uh, conduct in a barbaric age, we should not use that as a model of what we should do today. Whereas Islam is just the opposite. Islam teaches that Muhammad was the last prophet. So even though he lived 1,400 years ago, everything Muhammad said in the dark and violent uh, age of 1,400 years ago uh, has to be accepted as what we are expected to do today. And if anybody within Islam would say, oh, you know, if, if Muhammad were alive today, he'd say we wouldn't do it this way. Well, if if you dare to do that, you're declared uh, a blasphemy, a apostate, and you are to be put to yeah, death. You're
19: becoming an apostate. Yeah, you would being an apostate, and they would kill you.
2: Whereas uh, I remember there's a country song. You know, if Jesus came to your town today, Jews and Christians are constantly saying, "Yeah, the Bible says this," but if Jesus were alive today, if Moses were alive today, and if if, if he saw this. Uh, we would do it differently, and that makes the the Jewish and Christian religious uh, religion so vibrant and able to you know because we 're expected to take our common and we, we say God gave us the Bible, but he also gave us a brain, and he gave us uh, ears right. and a mouth, so we combine what we read in scripture to our experience, our knowledge, and then we come up with ideas to apply it to day to day situations, whereas Islam uh, not only does not permit it, but it orders the immediate death of anyone who tries to do it. And that's the real problem we have going on right now. So sorry I wandered off a little bit, but uh I, I, <laughs> Al thanks for, for, for getting it, me. It,
19: yeah. it, but it but what
2: you said is true,
19: you know, and and, uh, and I appreciate I appreciate what you do and I appreciate what um liberty and prosperity i will be actually joining so i just i just got to figure out how to get the money to you <laughs> well i'll
2: tell you, I'll liber- you just go look at the donate tab at the top of the liberty and prosperity.com website or mail it to uh 453 shore road summers point new jersey checkmate payable to liberty and prosperity or uh, if you're driving I'm, between Longport...
19: I'll, I'll rock it right by you. Yeah, if you're driving... I'll drop it right by you because I know where your office is.
2: That's right. You know where I live. So if you're driving between uh, Summers Point and, Long- and Longport, right by the Wawa and the Dairy Queen at the corner of New Jersey Avenue, the road to Longport, uh, rather Maryland Avenue and the road to Longport on Shore Road, just drop it in the mail slot. Al, have a great week. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. We have um, uh, Frank a Vendor. Uh, do I have to break now or... To- Okay, Frank, hold on. Let's take a break so we could be, um, you know, we, we don't have to cut you short.
8: In these unusual economic times, do you wonder what to do with your money? If you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401Ks, tax planning, or any other type of question, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, heard every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, featuring noted author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and the best ways for you to navigate your financial portfolio. That's everything. Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., The Heart of Your Money, with Joe Yakovich Here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, South Jersey's talk station.
10: East Coast roofing and siding.
11: Hi, I'm Larry Steiler. And I'm Sean Steiler. In our ever-changing economy, we certainly understand the need for homeowners to watch their spending. But your home is not a place to cut corners. When you're in need of roofing, siding, or windows, place your trust in East Coast for our certified services and installations. Our GAF Masterly Contractor Status provides assurance that you're dealing with a reputable company that can provide you quality roofing products and lifetime warranties. Our CertainTeed 5-Star Contractor Status ensures you'll get the professional siding job that you deserve. Faithfully serving South Jersey since 1979, we can offer you financing options that can help get your project started sooner. So call us now at 609-625-1900 or visit us at EastCoastRoofing.com to schedule your free consultation today. If you'll call, we'll show up. East
10: Coast Roofing and Siding. Trust us with your family and home. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly cloudy skies continuing this afternoon. High for the rest of the day, 88. Then humid tonight with increasing cloudiness. Low this evening, 66. We'll have a humid day tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine. High on Sunday, 84. And mostly cloudy and humid Monday with a couple of thunderstorms. High, 83. I'm AccuWeather's Holly Holden on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. God. And this is Seth Grossman back uh, uh, standing
2: in. I was going to say sitting in, but I've been standing the whole three hours. Um, and uh, this is Talk With a Purpose without John Tomasi, who, of course, will be back next week. Uh, I'm not going to give the phone number now because I want to talk to Frank Aventner But then I, after that, I want to talk about Gab, Doug Mastriano and anti-Semitism, which will probably uh, fill up the rest of the hour. But if you want to try to get through... Uh, I may have some time after that, uh, 609-407-1450. I'll give the number after all. Frank of Vendor, you're on the air. Welcome to the program.
20: Thanks for taking my call, Seth. So, um, Seth, I'd like to uh, talk about the unsexy topic of carbon dioxide. Uh, you mentioned it earlier.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, um, uh, which is now called toxic waste. Uh, okay. Uh, go ahead. And, and by the way, me, I just want to in- inject something. When, when the whole uh, – I guess the newspaper, the media went hysterical when the um, Supreme Court knocked out the Obama and Biden uh, restrictions that would have closed down most power plants in America because they produced carbon dioxide, and the uh, you know the media said, "Oh, the horrible damage to the environment because it it, it cut, it's 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 not letting the president uh, you know control pollution." And that's nonsense because the law was designed to control the pollution, but uh, carbon dioxide was never called pollution in the Environmental Protection Act of 1972. So Biden can't just say what everybody knows is a life-giving gas called carbon dioxide is now a toxic poison. You just can't make stuff up, and that's all the Supreme Court did. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Frank.
20: Uh, no problem. Okay, so and you're absolutely correct. It is a life giving gas. Every living uh, plant and animal needs it. It's also a greenhouse gas, and I bet most people don't even know what that means. And I, that's what I want to talk about. Well, go ahead. Uh, okay, tell us. Yeah. Uh, a greenhouse gas is a gas that slows the loss of heat from the earth. Now, if we didn't have any carbon dioxide, the earth would probably be an average. 50 degrees cooler than it is now and you know maybe we wouldn't have progressed to the point we are but nevertheless the more carbon dioxide you put into the atmosphere the more it's going to slow the loss of heat and that's why carbon dioxide is always the the gas we talk about you know we don't talk about nitrogen warming the earth causing global warming we don't talk about oxygen co2 is a greenhouse gas as is methane and they slow the loss of heat. Slowing the loss of heat is what causes the global warming.
2: Although uh, not entirely uh, because, first of all, you have this cycle. So when you put more carbon dioxide uh, you know, out in the atmosphere, they call it a greenhouse gas also because the plants, green plants thrive on it. So they actually put carbon dioxide in a lot of greenhouses, to encourage the plants to grow faster. So if you have more carbon dioxide, you have more uh, green plants growing faster, they gobble up that carbon dioxide and the carbon comes out into the plants where it becomes fossil fuels. And also there are other things besides carbon dioxide that cause the temperature of the earth to increase and decrease, such as the activity of the sun. Uh, The temperature of Mars has been going up lately. Is that caused by, you know, our automobiles on Earth? Um, We had an ice age where most of New Jersey in America was covered by ice sheets. That's how we got the beaches. If you look at the sand of our Jersey beaches, it's caused because these giant ice sheets 10,000 years ago ground up the rocks and made the beautiful sand we enjoy. Um, So so, so suddenly they – yeah. yeah, go, ahead. So, uh, so, yeah, uh, go ahead. A few more
20: points. Uh, one, number one, the plants are not gobbling up all the carbon dioxide because we measure it. And we see that it's increased drastically. So if the plants were eating it all up, carbon dioxide wouldn't be increasing. Now, the sun, as far as the sun uh, is going, there's, the intensity of the sun has not increased. Uh, in fact, the intensity of the sun has decreased in the last 70 years so we should be having global cooling you know if it's if we're talking about the sun the one factor we know since the uh, industrial revolution as we've seen a dramatic increase of carbon dioxide we've also seen a dramatic increase in heat well, but but what but what correlation but, 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 exists
2: well, well here, here's the question frank what caused the uh, the warming and cooling that was going on for billions of years before humans became a factor
20: I can explain that because these happen for <laughs> tens, tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years. In the last 150 years, we've never seen such a rise in heat. Uh, we, we've gone up about 2 degrees Fahrenheit. That normally takes about 10,000 years, and well, it correlates with the increased carbon dioxide.
2: Well, you do agree that... Uh That the coal back when we used to be kids and they used to heat our houses and schools with coals, they're tropical plants embedded in the cold coming from Pennsylvania. So why was Pennsylvania a tropical forest a couple hundred million years ago? What caused the warming and what caused the cooling?
20: Well, you said said it right, Seth. It is the sun. It's the orbit. These are factors that play out over tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years. Not in 150 years. There's no known reason for the rise in temperature, except we know carbon dioxide is taught in every physics book, every high school science book. Carbon dioxide retains the heat in the atmosphere. We,
2: we know, but, but right, but we, we know it, it affects the heat, but the question is, is it decisive? So what caused the what the global warming and cooling phase of the Middle Ages that they talk about, when they used to have wine, you know, the, you know when, when the Vikings in Iceland were, were growing uh, grapes in, in Iceland, and in Greenland, uh, for a brief period of time. What caused that warming and cooling?
20: Well, there are always, there are regional differences in temperatures just as there are now, Seth. but there was never this, this great increase. And that wasn't a global. You're right. It was with the Vikings in the North Atlantic, but it wasn't global all over the world as we're seeing now and,
2: and and then what about the other factor? I think we were talking about very slight temperature differences, and somebody pointed out that in newark airport uh the the temperature recorded at the weather station at Newark airport has been getting warmer over the years, not because you know different from other um uh, weather service readings because they they made changes they they tore down forests they put up asphalt in other words they've been building up the uh, land around where these weather stations are and people have been speculating that perhaps the urbanization of where we measure the temperature has been causing some of this increase in temperature has that come to your attention
20: yeah definitely we, we use there set there are thousands of weather stations all over the earth plus satellites so that, you know, we're measuring these temperatures at different altitudes at different locations. And of course, scientists takes into account what's called the heat effect or the urban heat effect. So if they know that they have a thermometer that's near an airport, you know, that's not going to be the one they're taking when they're, when they're figuring the averages. You know, scientists are smart. They understand all of these variations, but that's why we have tens of thousands of Weather stations or, um, or, or places where we take the temperatures throughout the globe is why we use th- satellites also.
2: So I, I take it if carbon really is a problem, would you agree that the nuclear power is the best way to deal with it? Uh, like, uh, m- the- like Michael Schellenberger has been advocating for years?
20: Yeah, I agree with Michael Schellenberger on that. And also, he, he does not deny that carbon dioxide is warming the Earth, if you read his, his work. Yeah, I would love to see more nuclear energy. I think we really need to do that.
2: Well, well basically, Michael Schellenberger's thesis is, yes, that carbon uh, dioxide is causing uh, uh, warming temperatures. But he said it's very, very slight and can be easily corrected. Uh, but, but Michael Schellenberger also pointed out that wind turbines and solar panels... Are a total waste because he said they're so intermittent and weak and unpredictable that the amount of fossil fuel you burn as the backup in building the alternate systems uh, wipes out any gain you get from the sun energy and that nuclear is really the only uh, solution there. Uh, have you uh, what, what's your feeling on on his view on that?
20: Yeah, well, I, you know, I agree that we really need the uh, nuclear energy. That would be that would be my focus. But I, I do not say, I think you've said before, that it's totally useless, wind turbines. We know that, uh, for instance, we have three, uh, three or four Midwest states run by Republican governors getting over 30% of their electricity from wind turbines. So you can't say they don't work, Seth. They
6: what, what, do what, what, work. They may
20: be expensive, and they may be intermittent, but we know that. They were never meant to be the sole uh, source of energy. They are supplementary. Or uh,
2: other sources. Well, here's the thing: I've never seen honest figures showing how much energy is produced versus how much energy is burned as backups uh, when they don't produce, and and that's why I'm very disappointed that Stockton University never used the five wind turbines in Atlantic uh, City to do that kind of a study where you would actually measure. What's produced versus the backup needed, but anyway, we're getting into the weeds here. I'd love you to come to a Liberty yeah. and Prosperity dot com meeting once in a while, or or, or to to uh, participate because, uh, again, as Benjamin Franklin said, you get smarter by sharing views like that, and you get dumber yeah. if if you're afraid to talk to each other because somebody might say, twenty years ago, aha, twenty years ago, Grossman said this, and it turned out he was wrong twenty years ago, so don't vote for him uh, or don't hire him hey. or something like that. Uh, so thank you. And,
20: and Seth, you did a great job by letting me speak uh, with opposing view. And that's what it, it, you know, freedom of speech is really all about, that you let people with opposing opinions speak. So um, and, thanks for that today.
2: And, and thank you. That leads us to my topic I want to talk about after we break for these messages.
3: We are in a mental health crisis. Drug overdoses, suicides, and alcohol-related deaths are skyrocketing. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, call Recovery Centers of America right now at 1-888-RECOVERY, and our team will answer immediately, talk to you about your struggles, and figure out the best course of treatment to get you better, because we want you in recovery for life. While in treatment at one of our outstanding facilities located near you, you will benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, master's-level clinicians, and 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 experienced supportive staff. If outpatient treatment is right for you, our full spectrum of care is available either in person or virtually. And because we know that addiction impacts families as well, we offer support groups, family therapy, and webinars. Every day, thousands of patients get treated at Recovery Centers of America and go on to live happy and meaningful lives. Don't wait. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7, including on weekends and holidays. So call 1-888-RECOVERY today. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.
8: When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever to help guide you along the way. Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovic at brokersifs.com. And you can listen to Joe Yakovich on Saturdays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-171. 856 751 1771. 856 751 1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services LLC is not an affiliated company.
2: Well, this is Seth Grossman. Uh, Back standing in for John DeMassi, and we're down to the last uh, maybe six or seven minutes of the program. There are a few thoughts I want to get in. We have Linda Vapsikin waiting patiently, so I'm going to try to cover my points and get to Linda as well. Now, if you were listening during the last uh, six or seven minutes, you see uh, you heard a, a civilized uh, conversation of people who disagreed, where I brought up certain points that uh, Frank of Ventner Uh, disagreed with he brought up some points that i disagreed with but i learned some stuff that he didn't know before and i think i raised some points that uh, that he was not uh, focused on and because of that we both got smarter uh, during that discussion and that used to be normal in america now the conversation you just heard over green energy is something that is not permitted by either facebook or twitter about three or four years ago, uh, I was giving similar opinions and uh, on Facebook about uh, the brush fires in Australia, uh, which I said were caused by a cyclical drought, which, by the way, they were, caused by arson, which they were. Uh, but because I did not say they were caused by climate change, Facebook banned me from reaching most of the 8,000 followers of Seth Grossman or 8,000 likes of uh, Liberty and Prosperity. Uh, And also Twitter shadow banned me as well. Uh, So I still post stuff on Facebook and Twitter, but because of the algorithms, uh, only people who are considered to be as uh, right-wing lunatic uh, as I am will get it. Um, so, So it used to be if I would post something to my 8000 followers and many of them would share about 20 to 50,000 people would uh, would see my post each uh, week of course that's down to about five or six hundred now so because of that i started posting uh, through liberty and prosperity on what's called gab gab.com it's a free speech platform which lets anybody post anything they want to say about anything and uh, as long as you're not threatening somebody or committing uh, something that's libelous, the basic standard of the First Amendment that has you know, regulated free speech in America for the past 200 years. So I'm on Gab.com. You could reach me there. And uh, many of our members are on Gab. And it's just a, a free speech platform that is uh, not as popular as Facebook or Twitter, but it reaches a lot of people. Now – uh, there's a governor, a Republican conservative governor uh, running – or rather he's a candidate for governor in Pennsylvania called uh, Doug Mastriano. And he put some ads on Gab because it's a free speech platform and he want to reach people like me. But because Gab is all, is a free speech platform, many people who say stuff that I find disgusting and horrible – post on there as well um, because they have the right to express their opinion. And many of the things are very anti-Jewish and they're very bigoted and they're hateful and I can't stand looking at them. Uh, But in a way, I'm glad to see those opinions are out there because uh, it allows me to refute the idiotic arguments uh, made by people who hate Jews just because their parents were Jewish. Um, uh, so, um, uh, so free speech again makes you smarter and free speech means tolerating other people to express things that you find disgusting. In any case, I saw some commercials or, uh, or, uh, announcements by the Democrats against Mastriano saying he's an anti-Semite, uh, that he hates Jews because he, advertises on a platform that allows free speech. And that is so disgusting uh, that I just uh, want to mention that that by supporting free speech, you are not supporting the hateful things of people who use free speech. And I see I'm just about out of time. I wanted to talk about the rise of anti-Semitism in America. And um, I don't have time to deal with that topic the way I wanted to, but I am bothered by it. But I think there are three causes of it. Number one, uh, the fact that many, many prominent Jews uh, have taken or publicly trashing so many good things about America and and just trashing uh, Christians and trashing Republicans that, yes, if you feel you're unjustly uh, being attacked and a lot of people who are doing it happen to be Jewish, yes, uh, that's going to cause anti-Jewish feeling. And that goes back to something that happened in Russia. You had a uh, Russian revolutionary called Lev Bronstein, got to be head of the Red Army, uh, and because he was such a prominent communist, uh, the, the rabbi uh, asked him for protection of Jews, and he was. Uh, Trotsky said, "Well, I'm an atheist. I'm communist. I'm not Jewish." And then the rabbi responded because uh, Trotsky's name was originally Bronstein, The rabbi told Trotsky, you Trotskys make your revolutions and we Bronsteins pay the bills. That's been going on along with anti-Semitism in the black community and Islamic community. Don't have time to deal with it. Uh, thank you, John DeMasi, for letting me host the pr- program today and my final word. If you agree with this free speech and what we've been talking about, please give financial support to libertyandprosperity.com. Go to the website, donate through the donate button. We have a major event to support the the memory of Richard Summers. Please buy a ticket. Please help us out and have a great week. Thank you.